0: hello welcome to waiting for game a podcast presented by melee stats i'm your host gimme Det wheat and uh you know we call ourselves a bi-weekly show despite the fact that we did what like six episodes week to week to week um so we're, we're coming off of a two-week break i know we're, we're kind of breaking our bi-weekly promise but that just means we got a lot to talk about and uh we have a lot to talk about with a really great guest but before we get to them i have to talk about uh my good friend my my roommate for a few days, my uh, my wonderful, uh, the representative, Melee stats representative to the world when it comes to Millionaire, I'm talking to Edwin. Buddy, Edwin, what's going on, man?
1: We I'm really excited to talk about Shine and everything that's coming up. I can concur that I was indeed a wonderful oh. roommate and Wheat was a wonderful roommate as well. Okay. We, were both, uh, <laughs> we were both great representatives of Melee stats at the event. We had wheat out on the uh, on the sales floor, you know, like getting so many people to buy Melee Stats shirts. You, you had me on on stage. Uh, you had Andy running around our players, making sure that every, everything was going great. I just uh really had I, a blast. I did bad. That too. But, yeah. But well, go on yeah i guess we all did did that a little bit but but yeah it's just really great to um to be at the event it's always one of my favorites to go to every year both just because i see a lot of my friends typically there a lot of people that i know in the northeast are there every year i also get to play a lot of friendlies i think shine is the ultimate major to go to if you just love getting games of melee with other people in and out of bracket and i gotta say you're right, Wheat, one of the one of the highlights of my shine was getting to host Millionaire on the big stage and having a wonderful contestant like our special guest over here, Axe. Um, I'm not gonna ask you how Millionaire was for you. I know you had an amazing time. Of course you had an amazing time. I was a great host, I was charming, I was welcoming and all that stuff. But <laughs> I wanna ask you for today, how you're feeling entering the show, man? This is your first appearance on Amelia's Dad's podcast. Yeah. I, uh,
2: not too bad. What's up, by the way? Um, How's it going? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this call cool. I haven't been on one of these before, so, like, this is cool for the first time. And about millionaire, yeah, I had a good time. And, dude, those questions were a lot harder than I thought they would be, by the way. And I feel like this could be just my uh, intuition or something. But when I was about to get the last one wrong, i I could feel that you were just, like, no, that's not the right answer. You, you probably weren't doing it on purpose, but I felt it and I'm like, mm. wait, oh man, this might not be right. <laughs> I, it was I fun. It was fun.
1: If if I can admit something, I wanted uh-huh. you to go far. Like I, oh, I want man. I was emitting very like I was emitting very intense energy as I do with anyone, any human being in the world, friend or someone I just met for the first time and just who I am. But I definitely was trying to channel some kind of positive intensity in your direction not not <laughs> negative
2: okay okay so I, I did feel that man dude but it was fun i mean i had a blast it was cool magi's was funny too i watched her uh like her run at it too but yeah it was you cool. want
1: her to Professor Pro, those two they've been they've both been around forever
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what Edwin, did, you say? did you want her to win too or is it just axe it was just axe.
2: No, no,
1: I'm just no, I'm, I'm kidding. I want, I want, So here's the way. So just, uh, just if I can share, uh, sort of a glimpse into my mind when it comes to this stuff. My, my philosophy, uh, generally with, with this stuff is that I think that, uh, it's always better to have the contestant go further because you kind of set the stakes further and like it's more content for the stream. But the one exception is if it's funny if they got something wrong, right? So let's say Axe. Let's say you got the big house four question wrong. That would have been kind of funny because, like, because you, because you mentioned in your answer you said, I know one of the old big houses that Kel's eliminated me, and that was the that was the was exactly that the one. The talking about
2: i i actually didn't know that that was the one <laughs> that's yeah, funny
1: i i had to keep a straight face when you were saying that because the moment you said that i was it hit me i was like oh my god axe was there he he has to know who was <laughs> yeah i mean it is you're right
0: you're you're right i mean first off you did admit to um messing with the competitive integrity of your game uh and i think that any tournament that wishes to uh have you on any so that's rigged um <laughs> but other than that yeah i mean it is a very fun thing i think you're right it is uh really funny if someone like if, if someone goes out early it does have to be funny like let's say just making something up for instance if someone didn't know the color of fox's boots in the green palette uh <laughs> Ax, Ax, do you know by any chance just just quick pop quiz uh what's the question what color does green fox what color are his boots
2: they say that he's christmas fox so, so I know it's like red and green.
0: Damn! Look at that perfect millionaire answer. Just like, pushed, you can like, imagine if someone using making the, the whole thing that. longer, just like you know, beefing it up? Great answer. <laughs> well, I can see why you're. That's the you problem. The like
2: I, I feel like my melee knowledge is pretty high, but like historical stuff, like who commentated what tournament, I'm like, I can't remember. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm. I'm sure you did great. I was actually watching. uh our crews i believe i was watching the uh the melee stats crew uh and uh i wasn't able to catch all the questions but i'm sure you did great and and i here's one thing i know you did great and i know you did great in bracket uh and we're obviously going to talk about that but before we do edwin bodding should we tell uh there was we had a special guest in our hotel the other night which, <laughs> would you like to reveal <laughs> Uh, i'll let you i'll let you tell it because i think you have the way you built the story up
1: like in the moment when it was happening and my reaction and then what you said back in response i feel like you you have a very uh, good handle on the general vibe in the room uh, what our interactions are like and what happened when this special top player uh, entered the room
0: <laughs> now i want to be clear i'm not one to kiss and tell but no one, no one actually was kissing. Wait, actually, people were kissing that night. That yeah. Let's not- uh, okay. Let's not get yeah. to that. I'm kind of uh,
2: worried to hear about I- this story. Whatever <laughs> this is,
0: <laughs> I am not one to tell tell uh, you know stories like this. But we're at, so the melee stats room recently, as of late, um, has been uh, ripe for parties for some reason. <laughs> we it's, have- your fault. it's not me. No, it's truly not. I I think we're we're like uh, hey, I I love Ambi. I love Edwin. I think we're kind of three of the lamest dudes out there um but our room at genesis turned into a party our producer jd was there he could attest to this um and uh shine we, we you know a couple people come over just to hang out you know that's what you do and then suddenly we're getting more people and then, then i i hear a uh, a question that <laughs> that becomes infamous as soon, as soon as it leaves walt's mouth turn down for walt goes to me and he says do you think it'd be okay if hbox came oh boy and so if you've been a fan of this podcast i feel like i've given hbox a hard time for certain decisions honestly at events i've seen him i don't think it's it it translates to in-person stuff but we have a bunch of people in the room already it's it's honestly like you know getting to the point where like this impromptu party is kind of getting a little uncomfortable um, there's like five different friend
1: groups in here, by the way. I'm not gonna go name I, by name by name, but I'm gonna say Melee Stats Crew. There's Melee Stats patrons. There's people from New Hampshire in there. There's Austin Melee in there. There's the Panda people in there. We're talking like if if Smash or if Melee is kind of like this big gap, big universe or whatever. There's all these different galaxies all conspiring in this room, and it's getting louder and louder and later and later in the night. And this was this, my friend, was just the you know you know it was already like we were already getting scared when you know again i'm not only kissing hell, but when Ringler was in the room but then but then when the uh, the almighty uh h god himself waltzes in
0: that's true well well so i mean before he waltzes in so you know i uh walt asked me this question and uh you know i have met him in passing working events i've talked to him at stuff like uh just making conversation. But I wouldn't say I really know him that well. And uh, I also think that out of the people there, I was one of the people who know him the best. <laughs> so if that's a situation, it doesn't seem like maybe he fits. Um, but, but you know, a couple beers in, and I get a devilish glint in my eye, and I say, yes, invite him. <laughs> uh, is this spread around hotel this hotel room? room? With 15 people or so in this hotel room, like, word <laughs> is starting to spread. And Edwin walks up to me, fearful and he goes "Wee, you didn't invite hbox did you right you didn't invite hbox and then i go well i didn't invite him and then yeah, you didn't invite him right just like he knows the answer deep down but is hoping against hope to that the the truth is is revealed in a different way and before i can even say anything in response to this the door opens up and we see the the spider-man team liquid jersey <laughs> and i look at edwin Edwin's so scared at this moment and I taunt him and I say, I'm going to dap him up. <laughs> and uh, I, it was more, more to like, I don't know, scare Edwin than anything. I think I wanted to like put more fear into him. Uh, and I dapped him up. And he was, he was a good sport about it. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, that was a, a very fun experience. That was a very um, interesting experience. I will say, I don't know how many people are in these hotel rooms, uh, parties that we've been throwing the big house we're not gonna do it <laughs> yeah no, we got a noise more complaint. More. It was out of control no more um but but it was a very fun event and um yeah i mean edwin like you mentioned uh we we had a really great time even uh outside the hotel room at the event itself is it a super fun event um mainly starts so merch wearing it right now we sold out of two of our items and uh almost sold out of, of this one that I'm wearing right now, the, the melee stats flag hoodie. So it was an incredible experience. Um, our players did great. Uh, I I actually really want to talk about your run here, but, uh, we had someone knocking on the door of your place and we had a grab came in at ninth place, got to play on Sunday and the, uh, the Swedish players 33rd apiece, very impressive. Um, I got to watch sharp go up two zero on spark. So that was a little bit of a heartbreaker, uh, and the one thing i want to say about sharps run they did great uh they placed a seed (laughs) they so they go up 2-0 on spark and just kind of you know get nickel and dimed games uh three and five three through five to end up losing get a reverse three oh and um lunar dusk after grab uh gets secured place in sunday lunar dusk the ices player who now sponsored by melee stats walks up to sharp and goes man you, you should have cleaned up those edge guards and i'm just like no you can't say that they just got they got reverse three <laughs> out and lunar goes oh my god i thought you were a grab <laughs> so uh it's i, I don't know the, the melee stats merch is so nice that even when you're talking to someone you you can't even make eye contact your eyes just go to the merch um but yeah, I, uh, before we talk about your wonderful run here, Axe, I, I do just want to mention um, shout outs to, to all of our Melee Stats people. And then we we have um, Abba and Sharp are going to be playing at Riptide. And um, Lunar is making his uh, first appearance under the Melee Stats uh, banner here at Riptide. So we'll maybe talk about their ability to have a, a good run here. But there was someone who did have a good run. No ifs, ands, or buts. We've been <laughs> subjecting you to weird stories about HBox. But Axe, you are here. You are a guest. I want to hear about what kind of what your expectations for this were. You know, this is, um, I I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think it was a bit of a weird year uh, for someone who is looking at uh, kind of what's going on with you. You are the, what is it, 29? You're the 29th ranked player in the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they Um, call me Mr. 29.
0: Mr. 29, of (laughs) course. But yeah, so going into this, obviously, there's the um, idea of, you know what's what's kind of going on with Axe. Um, like uh, can Axe make it back to the whatever? Uh, and and obviously you've you've showed your stuff in the past couple tournaments, but but kind of can you give us like a brief overview of what, uh kind of what's been going on for the past year? And I guess what specifically um, kind of changed in terms of Smash Con and Shine?
2: Yeah. So uh, man, I'm trying to think like how do I <laughs> even start question. this? <laughs> so pretty much when the pandemic hit uh, and everything moved to online, I just got, like, not really motivated anymore. Like, uh, I just didn't practice as hard or anything, because online... I guess as everything moved to online, like, my passion for competing just kind of dropped some, so I wasn't, uh, grinding like I should be, so I feel like my play was kind of just, like, stagnant, if you will. Uh, maybe down a little bit and then of course the competition just skyrocketed because of slippy right Mm -hmm. so um yeah as tournaments started to come back i'm like okay let's uh let's just try to jump back into this right and and i did and uh everyone's really good (laughs) like the the level of competition just jumped up so much like it's crazy and like yeah i kind of took a beating and i'm like dude like everyone's just insane right now, and so I think that uh, really made me want to take it seriously again, and like really focus on just grinding, getting better at the game and stuff. Uh, Early throughout the year, I actually... so before Genesis, um, I had an injury, like I I injured my thumb, so I I couldn't play Melee for a couple of months, and it kind of healed just in time for Genesis. Uh, so I went to Genesis um, Pound and then Low Tide City, but I went into it with, like, not really much prep. And uh, that was tough. But, you know, after I came back, uh, I'm just like, I really want to grind and get better and and uh, compete at the highest level, because I, I really think that I can. Like, I always thought that I could. And, uh, yeah, I just I worked hard at it. And um, come CEO and Gommel, I ended up getting COVID, <laughs> so uh, I had to skip out on those ones. Uh, so I had to wait all the way until SmashCon. Uh, but during that whole time, I've been practicing a ton, like really taking it seriously, actually preparing. Uh, and it, it seems like it's paying off so far. So, I'm, you know, I'm happy about that. But throughout the past year, that's kind of been like my journey, my struggle of trying to get back on top of competition
0: yeah i mean i i I think that um just kind of watching you go through these tournaments and play has been very uh it's been very interesting very cathartic i i I think in a way and um so (laughs) we we asked to have you on because um you're kind of one of the i don't know this is uh call it a comeback story if you want you know whatever but um seeing you play recently has been one of the more fun things in melee so we thought you'd be a great guest we've never had you on now what happened when we announced was that I get so many messages in the patron channel of our discord. I get DMS from people uh, and they're like, you're going to talk about locals, right? You're going to talk about locals. So at some point I want to talk about rankings. I want to talk about locals. Um, But before we get into that, let's kind of go through your run at shine, because I think that you were, (sighs) I think that a lot of people were underestimating, uh your run here you had, obviously you had a very hard person in slug and um edwin can you attest to this i have been been uh gassing up axe recently i've been seeing what people are saying i've seen this 29th shit um and uh you know i had to i had to stand up i, I said that this is a guy i think he's gonna get back in the top 20 and i do want to mention do you know uh here here's a fun fun question do you know who was ranked 29th on the summer rank in uh 20, 2019 and see any if this was
2: if this was like a millionaire question i would totally butcher it <laughs> i need a lifeline
0: <laughs> Outside, it was none none oh. was ranked 29th i guess where he, he was ranked 15th at the end of the year I, I i definitely think that there is some uh there's like some what have you done for me lately type of stuff when it comes to the summer rank but but i, I was saying yeah he's he's not out he's coming back and then i had a a little bit of a secret is that I thought you were gonna beat Slug. Everyone's out here saying, Man, Slug, Slug's gonna beat Axe, Slug's gonna play Zayn again. I'm, I'm kinda of think to myself, I'm, I'm a little scared to say it. I'm like, I think he's gonna beat Slug. And and uh <laughs> before the set starts, um Tish, Panda Tish, is sitting next to me and kind of uh you know, he is a, he is a very busy man in terms of Smash. He's a very all around guy. Obviously, PG stats does a lot of work with ultimate, so I think that he does probably know more about Ultimate than melee, but but still knows a lot but melee and he sat next to me and he said what do you think about this and i was like tish it's gonna sound weird don't be surprised if ax wins i i really had faith and i i you know i want to hear um what got you to this spot i don't want to obviously talk over your entire story but uh i had a specific set that i remembered from your riptide run i think it was you versus fluid for like 49th or something uh and i i saw that Obviously a skill discrepancy. And I just, I go, I think, I think, you know, the, the tall tales of the, of this matchup being um, kind of uh, like uh, something that Axe wants to avoid. I think it might be a little overblown. So I want to talk to you about this matchup specifically. Edwin, do you have anything? Because uh, cause I don't know, were you as confident in, in Axe versus Slug as I was, or is I just uh, kind of a prophet no, here? I'll, I mean.
1: t- I'll tell you the truth. I thought Slug a- aimed to JMoog. I thought that was the bracket from hell. I thought, oh my God! It's acts against the best ice climbers player in the world. Pikachu ice climbers is historically a matchup that's just been very difficult for Pikachu with it and without wobbling. Now Jmook, you know, if there's a player that's defined 2022 melee, you know, one of the biggest rising stars in the scene, it's it's got to be him. I thought, you know, like when it comes to like you know the the 29th in the world rank or or whatever, I think it's always important to mention that like a ranking and is, is an assessment of a period of results and how that stacks up against other results, right? So number tw- 29 in the world, I think if, if you asked me before SmashCon, are there 28 better players in Melee than Axe? I would have said no, no. Like Axe, this is this is someone who's like always been at the, at the top <laughs> level, right? But if you ask me, are there 28 players with better resumes in the first, you know, like from April to July or whatever than Axe? I would have said, yeah, it was it was a scary time. But I'll tell you what the the, the turning point for me was. It was right at the end of the uh, the set with Slug, where I thought, oh my god, Axe is playing amazing. That was when when I saw Jmook's name, suddenly it hit me. I thought, oh my god, like I just had a sneaking suspicion. And like I remember, uh, someone was sitting next to me. I think it was I think it was Seal, it may, it may have been someone else. And I said, I just have I have this weird. I think Axe is going to destroy him. Like, I just had, I don't know what it is in my body. Like, you know, before that Slug set, I thought, oh, this is going to be really hard if you Slug. Like, J-Mook is such a bear. And I just had a sneaking suspicion. It wasn't that you were going to win. I just had a suspicion. I was like, he's going to destroy J-Mook. Like, it's just it's just going to happen the first set. And I got to say, I think game two of that set is literally the best I've ever seen you play in my life. I can't I can't think of it another time where I saw, like, Pikachu moving across the space screen like as fast as the way you move to that set. I actually um during top 8 Slug was sitting in the row ahead of me and he was talking about uh he was talking about playing you, right? And he, and Slug, you know, very friendly guy, he was very inebriated at the time also. He was like, "Bro, Axe moves so fast. I play, how is he faster than Swift on on box? This makes no sense. I've played against Pikachu before. What what is going on here?" And he just couldn't he couldn't stop talking about it he, he was just in complete uh bewilderment. so yeah i mean like i'd love to break down your thoughts on the on the slug set i'd love mm-hmm. to you know like gauge your thoughts on how you felt you know with your first set in JMOOC, how the second set went and how you want to like prepare for that moving forward i just think uh you know there's so much to talk about with those two in particular because again like i think those two heading into the event those are two players that i thought oh my god like you know if, if ax wants to repeat a performance like smash con like I don't know if these, these two might these two might be among his toughest opponents. And you just like, you know, you, you beat Slug pretty convincingly. And, you know, frankly with j you you beat him like probably harder than anyone else this year. So, I mean, wherever you want to start, uh, go ahead. Man.
2: Uh, I mean, even I didn't think I'd beat Slug, honestly. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I... Uh, just because uh, yeah, I've been training a lot, like just practicing leading up to these events to both SmashCon and Shine. So I did think that I was gonna do better than what most people thought, understandably so, because uh I haven't been doing well throughout this year. So you just look at that and it's just like, okay, X probably isn't gonna do that well. But uh, like from my perspective, I'm like, I feel like I had a handicap early on throughout the year, like a lot went wrong. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finally uh like really on the grind, improving, and I can feel it. Like I feel like I'm getting back to my zone. So I'm like, I'm I think I'm probably going to be better than what most people think. Um, but Slug in particular, uh, I did not practice at all against Ice Climbers. So of course, I'm just kind of like, oh, man, I'm I'm definitely worried about this. He's like an insanely good Ice Climbers right now. It's actually pretty mind blowing. I remember watching him come up on net play, and I was just uh, at awe of him beating these top players without wobbling, by the way, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so when i saw that i had to match up against him um i thought that i could win you know maybe uh but i'm just thinking man i'm just gonna try my best and see what i can do here and and stay focused Uh, i think one thing that did help me some was i played an online set with Chudat uh in in tournament and yeah and uh before i had to play with slug i really just meditated a lot. Like I meditated and I was thinking about that set with Chudat. And I'm like, what did I do during my set with Chudat that was good, that worked against ice climbers? And so I thought about that. Uh they they do play very different. I would say slug is a lot more in your face than Chudat. Chudat will just just sit back, throw ice blocks. I don't know what the, I don't know what that guy's doing. But <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I felt like At the start of the set, um, I was getting him with a lot of things. You know, I was just moving fast and uh, doing a lot of call-outs. It was working well, but I did feel that the longer we played the set, the further we went on, the better he was doing. He was kind of adapting to me, Uh, and then he ended up edging out Game 3, and Game 4 was going on, and that went down to the wire, and I thought to myself, if I lose this Game 4, He's going to win game five. I just knew it. I just kind of felt it. I think that if we went game five, he would have won. So uh, luckily, I did close it out there, uh, game four. But I think that I need to focus a lot more on the Ice Climbers matchup, you know, in preparation of him in the future because he's just insane and he's very adaptive. I think it's going to be way harder next time. Uh, But yeah, that was was my set with Slug. (laughs) I also wasn't sure if I would be playing slug because right before that he was playing with Calvar
1: in the tournament bracket.
2: And I don't think that was streamed or anything or recorded or anything, but there was actually like a kind of big crowd for it. It went game five down to the wire. It was anyone's game. It was intense. Uh, And a part of me was like nervous to play Calvar even like I'm good against Marth, but the way he was playing, I'm like, dude, (laughs) like he was doing some crazy stuff, but, uh, Yeah, Slug ended up clutching that out. Uh, So, Jmook next, right? Um, I had a feeling I would do well versus Jmook, because I didn't think he would have that much experience against Pikachu. And so I'm thinking, man, I could probably just do some Pikachu jank, and he might not know how to deal with it, because it's different at top level. And I don't know what kind of Pikachu experience he has, so... uh, I went into it, like, kind of confident and just, uh, I felt calm, I was okay, and uh, yeah, I mean, he clearly didn't know what to do. I was hitting him with stuff that I really shouldn't be hitting him with, I mean, that's how I felt anyway. Uh, I know that a lot of Sheiks um, who are lower level than him do much, much better versus me, I guess because they have a lot more Pikachu experience, and, you know, me just naring at them doesn't work. Uh, but it did against Jmook, so uh, I'm like, man, he just doesn't really know what to do. That's what I feel like. It's like an experience thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was insane was my rematch with him. Uh, how the heck did he... Had, what did he do overnight? <laughs> like, uh, man, it was completely different. Completely different. Uh, I think he just... It could be a difference of him just playing better and I'm guessing maybe he watched our set and he's like, okay, this is what I should be doing next time and he executed it. And man, that was crazy. And I don't know, I just give a lot of credit to these new players, especially someone like Jmook who can adapt that fast. Uh, And it's exciting, honestly. Like, I'm excited to play these newer school players who are at the top. You know, because these this talk of like my hardest matchups being like Slug and Jmook and the winner's bracket going up, like these these players were not really in the talks before the pandemic or anything. So this is all new to me. And I think it's really cool and exciting just to have new top players in the game.
0: For sure. Um <clears throat> So, so you mentioned, you know, what changed overnight. Um Now, I don't know what happened, but there was a difference from uh, Saturday at night had a, a, a difference when it came to Pikachu practice in that there was a, uh, one player who was not there for the rest of the tournament. And <laughs> uh, of course, I'm talking about Swift. Uh, Zane flew out Swift uh, for Pikachu practice that night. Just like, I, I I don't know. Did he leave like Sunday? I don't even know what it was. But but uh, he doesn't attend this tournament. Top uh, <laughs> top 26 player in the world, I believe. Uh, and he doesn't attend. He literally only gets flown out for practice. And, um, you know, we, we have to talk about the Zane set. And, and how much of that do you think? had to deal with that or was there there more to to go on when it comes to something like this
2: uh a, a decent amount like i think he had a pretty decent impact on that because uh Mook was warming up with swift for quite a while before he had to play yeah. me so i'm sure that that helped it helps him to fight against like another another top pikachu
0: i did now feel like about... it was
2: even more than that though oh yeah
0: now what about the guy who flew him out <laughs>
2: That's cheating, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I Can't believe that. that, man, that for an axe. <laughs> that's insane. Like you gotta think, like, who would do that? Like, this is <laughs> this is kind of unheard of kind of uh, you know, I think players like Armada, Mitsu King, they would fly out another top puff player to play against Hungry Blocks. So for the event. <laughs> yes for the event like and this for is the like whole event. this is like planned beforehand you know they talk about it they leading up to it they raise the money all that sort of stuff zane literally did it on the spot the same night like zero planning is just like i'm flying out swift right now uh that that's wild <laughs> that's just wild um and you know obviously it did pay off because he 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 won the set and that that might have made the difference uh who knows but uh yeah, it's definitely a lot different playing Zane now than it was a couple years ago. Because the last time I played him in person was 2019, I believe. Yeah, well. <laughs> and uh he's got he's got a lot of new stuff. It felt different playing him this time, but uh I don't know. I can't help but to feel like I can still take him. It's like way harder now, but uh I think I still think that I could win versus him, but I mm-hmm have zero faith that it's gonna get to the point where it was back then where I would literally win every time. like he's just too good. he's He's gotten way too good. I'm never gonna win like every set versus him, but I feel like I could have the advantage maybe if I work on it a lot. I have a lot of ideas. I just I want to like see how far I can improve myself because uh, I think a long term goal that I have right now is to be even higher ranked than I've ever been before, which was fourth. So I want to see if I can make it further than that. But that's kind of my... that's my long-term goal. I I don't think that's going to happen, like, this year or anything. Um, But I want to see if I can do it. That's just kind of, like, a challenge I have for myself.
0: For sure i think that that's uh definitely something that'll be fun to look out for and and you know you mentioned zane i think that zane i think Jmook. mook i think slug all these players who we've been mentioning honestly it just seems like going down the line it's going to be more interesting stuff to look out for like uh i don't think that any of these are foregone conclusions in any way and when it comes to the top level of melee when you get like you know sets like that that's always a fun thing to watch now edwin edwin budding you are Marth main. You are such a Marth main that you have a uh, sweatshirt that says Marth main on it. Um, what were your like? What were your predictions going into this set? How worried were you for for your uh, your champion Zane?
1: It was great hosting millionaire with you.
2: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> guy
1: in person, met you a couple times now. The whole I um I was sitting next to Grab, I think it was I was sitting next to Grab or I was sitting next to Chroma. Was next to this. lose this. It's just never gonna happen. Ax cannot. Ax is never gonna lose. It, yeah, I, I I kept saying something along the lines of Mars is never gonna be Pikachu. Ax is never gonna lose. He's he's unstoppable. I kept saying this the entire set until until like the very end where. I literally popped off harder for a uh, for a Marth player finally beating beating Pikachu, <laughs> let let alone you know obviously yourself, right? So I I have to admit I just wanted one one I needed to know it was possible for the Marth clan in the in the 2020s. It was a uh, but I, I thought the set looked very close. I'm really excited to see how like the two of you do against each other moving forward. I think in a weird way like. Um, it's gonna to lead to a lot more exciting development of the of meta because like you have a because there's gonna be a Marth player who's able to mm. kind of push that side of the matchup a lot like as far as people have been talked about for the last 10 years and, and I have to say like you know you were like you know that that's something to be proud of you know frankly like being the the final boss for an entire character in the meta game like that's nothing <laughs> that's like you know that's that's something that you can you have in like your legacy right which which I think is really cool. And I think it'll be, I think it'll be really cool to like see that develop further on both ends of the matchup, obviously, and like seeing you two as players representing different eras too. But what did I think Zane was gonna win? Uh, no, I was very scared. I think anyone who told you confidently how that set was gonna turn out beforehand was lying to themselves. And I think anyone who confidently says, "Oh, I think this player has got it in the bag," like in their their next set, I think I think they're lying also. I think we've we've kind of reached a new stage in this head-to-head and in this character specific matchup where uh, the the future is really exciting for it. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say as as far as Zayn, Zane, Zane mm-hmm. versus you know, Pichu, Zane versus Axe goes. I do think that this victory from Zane just as a whole was really big for him. You know, yeah. we, obviously he, he had to play you, you know, historically, like probably his toughest opponent ever. He had to play Hungrybox, who we, we we've seen him beat a lot of this year, but you know, losing their last set could have opened up a new phase in their rivalry. And we saw him snap along, losing streak to Jmook. It's slump, as
0: yeah. we called it, as we got so much <laughs> mileage off of. How many episodes did we we do talking about? Is Zane slumping when he lost like two events in a row? That was man, that was fun. Well, um, to be fair, it was like five or five or six, but, but yeah, got to that point. We started. We started reading content out of that pretty early, but uh, but yeah, sure, fair enough. Edwin, I think you're right. You know, this did snap his losing streak, um, and obviously, uh, to, to be clear to anyone who's listening, um, the reason why we like refer to this as a slump or anything is because Zane's results in the past two years have legitimately been on the level of like some of the best stretches of melee that we've seen. Uh, whether or not you want to count online is a whole different thing, but it's hard to discount someone who was winning as much as he was. Um, so yeah losing five events is something where like you might call that a slump Uh, but yeah it's it's great to see him get back to number one Uh, you were we were in the hotel room (laughs) because I got really hungry I was I was like hangry I was like we have to go back to the hotel room and order food we got Taco Bell it was great Um, and uh, we were watching on on the laptop laptop edwin's laptop and uh you were cheering for zane and i was like dude if jay mook wins this it'll be his first major and you're like shut up i need zane to win <laughs> um so it was a very exciting major for everyone of course but yeah great to see him back on top uh definitely a storyline that that um we've been looking out for you know can can zane get back to uh his placements number one and, and to see him do it in a tournament where he had to beat jay mook where he had to beat axe yeah that was that was very good um Axe, really quickly talking about Zane, you know, you mentioned uh, him coming with new stuff. Is there any like thing in particular that you mentioned or that like whenever your next set happens, something that people can look out for? Because I, I do think that this idea of him practicing and, and always coming to with new stuff is really interesting. But I feel like it's, it's kind of hard for players who um or like people who are just watching to, to pick up all the intricacies. Is there something that he's been doing new recently? Like anything specific?
2: Uh well the thing with Zane, um, man it's interesting. By the way, I wish my slump was that good. That's him slumping. <laughs> gotta be kidding me. Um, it's um so Marth is one of my most practiced matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just have like years of experience with Marth playing against like the Arizona Mars, especially Ty. Ty's like the big one who I've trained with for like many years, and I just got really good at the matchup. And um no Marth has really been able to challenge me until uh, finally Zayn, like Zayn's coming along. And it's someone who, uh, you know, I had like a win streak on Zayn for a long time, but uh, he basically grinded out the matchup really hard against Pikachu because of Swift. And he did that for years as well. And now it's finally at the point where there's finally another Marth as practiced in the matchup as I am. And that hasn't happened before. So, uh, it's, uh, I think because of that, since he has like all that experience and I have the Marth experience, I think our sets are going to be very competitive, uh, from here on out. And man, it's, uh, I don't know. I I get pretty excited thinking about it. You know, I just, I like the challenge. You know, I think it's cool. And also, like Edwin, I'm also happy with the Zane victory. I'm actually a, a zane fan <laughs> i'm like oh let's go dude yeah he's dope i i like i like zane just because he's um it's his attitude really i think he has a really good uh mindset or i i guess what he displays like his attitude towards winning or losing you know he mm-hmm. he can be pretty humble compared to the rest of the top players anyway and uh when he loses he's not like a massive genre he's just like okay i gotta get back and work on this and and uh, try to win next time and that's what he does you know and I have like the utmost respect for that and and that's what he's been doing for Pikachu you know just putting in the time to actually get better at the matchup because I fight a lot of Mars, and whenever I win it's usually like oh it's just Pikachu cheese and and like you know that kind of stuff uh, but someone's actually taking it very seriously now and worked for years to make it happen and I think that's dope like that's cool you know and so um in the future now, I think it's going to, uh, since we're both very practiced in the matchup, I think it comes down to studying about what to do against each other for our specific player habits. It's not just fighting Marth or fighting Pikachu, it's about what kind of habits does Zane have that I can take advantage of, or what kind of habits do I have that Zane can take advantage of, and it's going to be a whole bunch of adapting and going back and forth. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen in our sets moving forward.
0: Well, that's going to be really fun to see because when you're able to kind of, um, just transcend the, 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 matchups, I think that that's where some of the best melee comes out. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and before I, you know, I want to congratulate you on your run. The thing I really want to congratulate you on is that, uh, you came in here very gracious coming into doing our podcast. And you said, you said, guys, I've got better internet. It might cut out. Um, your down. internet didn't cut out yet. It oh. was it was Edwin Budding. Edwin Budding's internet cut out. Oh, so, he gone so right you now? outlasted him. So that's the big congratulations, Edwin. <laughs> did you know that you had this whole diatribe about how you thought that Zane would get washed, and it was just like robot garble. That's uh, that's saddening me here.
1: But that was basically <laughs> my reaction on the spot as that was actually was
0: happening. Robotically <laughs> crying. Kind of yes. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. That's. I mean so much insight there I, I think that that's uh i think you're right on everything it's going to be so interesting to watch all these things come together um and i appreciate just like you know going into details on on the the recent success that you've been having um thank you
2: one one thing that i am happy about by the way is yeah. uh that i got to play him now and that i didn't play him like half a year ago or earlier because i'm pretty sure i would have got super washed at that time cuz i just wasn't like very practiced or in the right mindset and i'm just happy to have an actual competitive set with him when i'm actually uh doing better right now so i just i think it's better like it feels better that his first win on me is when i'm actually in practice and in like on point and stuff so like i think that's cool because it probably would have been kind of shallow if i just got super washed and you know maybe i wasn't playing very well and stuff so Hey, you speaking know, of not I'm happy playing it
0: that well, away, yeah, I think it was. I think it was great. I think that that t- yeah, you're completely right. The fact that it happened with such a great set is just. I mean, that's that's good melee. Um, but but hey, talking about people not playing well, I think we should. We're going to move on from shine very quickly. But we didn't mention J. beat H. Box, right? Am I making that up? Like I think I saw that happen, <laughs> <laughs> and yet we're here almost an hour into the show and did not mention this. I it was it was a three zero, right? That's that comeback, that is game
1: see. three is going to be like that has to be considered one of the craziest like single game
0: comebacks ever. <sighs> you know it's so odd that J. mook maybe this is my own personal circle. um, but it's so odd that J. mook just does shit like this and people go, yeah, this this is about right. this this makes sense to me. Like, um, his rise is meteoric. Whatever he gets ranked at the end of the year, I assume is probably going to be top five or so. Um, the person who's debuted the highest as it currently stands on the top 100 is bananas at 19. And that was like crazy. Like to be in the top 20, he's going to debut in the top five. And I feel like everything he does, it just becomes like normalized immediately. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jay Mook. Yeah. Jay Mook. Yeah. He reversed three out uh, Zane twice. Yeah. That sounds about right. Like, so I think him three in H box on it, honestly didn't get, maybe as much fanfare as you would think and uh i will be a part of that issue by not bringing it up until an hour in but that is something that i, I want to see obviously you know hbox hey he walked up to me asked if i had any water and <laughs> like i got nothing man so maybe i'm the reason for that loss um so i, I want to watch that going forward uh but you know we'll move on from shine we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about and acts like i mentioned we have a bonus thing here <laughs> this was not planned but I got the DMS. I got the the messages and they said, you got to talk about locals. You got to talk about rankings. So we've been talking about rankings for a little bit because that is kind of the, um, the hot topic in the community with the rankings getting released. Um, I have an episode of uh, radio melee where I talk about the rankings and through it, I kind of talk about how it's perceived and, and what can be done better. And honestly, I think, you know, one of the biggest things is communication and, um, so I, I want to open this up and I know my fans want us to like roast each other, but, but we'll see, maybe we'll get there. I want to open it up because I, I want to, you know, however quick you want it to be, or if you want it to be longer, because we obviously have other stuff to talk about. I want to hear about your thoughts on, on rankings in general. Um, and then kind of like the specifics of, of what is done well, what can be done better? Uh, because I don't know if you know this, we both have ballots, me and Edwin. Um, we, and we both to some extent work on the, on the, uh, mpgr we're obviously not like creating all the rules or anything but um we do have uh like jobs within the mpgr when it comes out so um like uh, just being able to talk to someone who is obviously affected by it i feel like it's uh, makes for a good conversation so i guess we're, we've been asking you a lot of big long questions but my question to you would be what do you currently like about the rankings and what do you think needs to be changed
2: i mean i like that the rankings exist Okay. There, <laughs> hey,
0: that's great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're wait, off to a great start.
1: It's right. a good <laughs> starting point.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there hasn't been rankings for a long time, yeah. for a couple of years, I think. Um, uh, now, I do think that the ranking period was like too short to actually put out a ranking. That's mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. But this is kind of just me saying it without looking into what exactly the ranking period was. Like That's just how I feel. I feel like there wasn't enough events to properly rank people uh but i think i also understand that uh if you if there was no ranking put out uh now then there just wouldn't be a ranking at all until the end of the year and we kind of want to put something out right like that's kind of my understanding of it um but i don't know like like what What can I even say about it? Like, I I like that they exist, I like that they're a thing, I like that you can look at this list, especially for sponsors, and they could be like, these are the best players right now, Uh, and I find it exciting to climb up the rankings as someone ranked low, so that's a perspective that I have right now, and um, something negative about the rankings? Hold on, let me think about this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Edwin. know. I guess I want to ask you guys, Like, have, is there like a common um, complaint about the rankings or something like that?
0: Edwin, should we bring up the L word here?
1: I think it's time to bring up the L word. Ex- i think we- <laughs> I'm going to bring up the L word. There's one common complaint I've heard from many top players. I'm talking top 10, top 20, I'm even talking just any player who's made top 100. It's the biggest controversy that happens every year, and I never quite seem to understand it. Just as a panelist myself, because for me, I've always had a very clear way of how I evaluate these things. But if you want to always start a ranking, rankings discussion on Twitter, or Reddit, or wherever it is,
0: there's I one simple word. What'd you say? There's one simple word that'll do it. One if you want to start discussion, word actually, one word does it it's locals
1: so Axe, oh, okay you are your legacy goes without saying you've been ranked on the top 100 and the top 20 and the top 10 multiple times you on the top 100 one, all time yeah you're literally last as of last year you were the 12th greatest player ever you have Officially. so many tournaments that you you've been to in your life and one of the things that you've talked about before that many top, top players talk about is this idea of what counts what doesn't count, right? And I think uh, the reason this this is such an interesting conversation is because I think if you ask everyone individually what they thought count, you're not always going to get some people counting the the. You're not always going to get people counting the same event the same way, right? And I think locals are a very interesting like distillation of that, right? So if you could just from your perspective. I want you to share the sort of like what's going through your mind if you were you went to like a fantastic man, manor works or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are the what does a what does a top melee player and melee streamer? What are the what are the pros and cons of attending locals in your mind? And how does that kind of feed into this, you know, the, this idea of rankings and how how they can impact your career? like, what are what are your goals? What are your fears? Just kind of get me in the general mind space that that, that you have when it comes to you know like. Being, you know, the the pros, cons, or the worries you have about like attending locals or regional tournaments.
2: And you guys really got your work cut out for you, because <laughs> like, because <laughs> there's no easy answer to say like what counts, right? Like, there's no definitive like, okay, this one's gonna count and this one doesn't. Maybe this one wasn't mm-hmm. large enough, or maybe this one didn't have enough top players. Well, like, why shouldn't it count? Man, that's tough, you guys, because <laughs> I don't have an easy answer for that. For locals, though, like I can tell you, kind of my mindset, um, <clears throat> assuming that they don't count for national rankings, right, or for for the uh, for the PGR. Um, okay, let me let me talk with majors, right? Like for Shine SmashCon, what I do to prepare for majors, uh, you know, leading up to the event, I, I get. Proper practice, you know, I, I grind it out uh, for the for the matches themselves. When I'm actually at the major, I make sure to get proper sleep, warm up. Like I want to warm up for at least like three hours before my matches, honestly, and make sure that I'm very sharp and do everything that I can to prepare. Locals are more like I just show up, no prep, and I want to see what I can do and have a good time. Uh, but I'm also competitive at the same time, so I just wanna I just wanna yeah. do it.
1: Of course. You know,
2: and at locals, I would say I'm basically never as prepared as I will be at a major. Uh, Now, if I knew that they did count for the MPGR for, like, official rankings, uh, yeah, I would probably uh, put in the same type of preparation for majors that I... uh, for the locals as I do for majors. Uh, But that's also exhausting like dude i'm tired like i'm getting old (laughs) i'm like i don't i don't i don't really want to do that like i i cb or zero has
1: got a different setup for he's got a different rest setup that he's labbed out every uh, every week or so
2: he does and do you know how hard that is to avoid when you you don't like warm up properly and stuff like it's insane man (laughs) like he's gonna rest you he's nuts um But I guess those are like my two different mindsets of going to Mm -hmm. a local where I can just show up, no prep, really, and I just go have a good time, compete because I just enjoy competing. I want to make it far in these locals, but it's like way too exhausting for me to put in the same preparation as I do for majors. So I just want to show up and just have fun competing. Right. But for majors, it's totally different. Like I, I pull out all the stops for that. But those are my two different mindsets for them.
0: I I mean I think that's really fair. I mean, uh, to to further that, not only are there different mindsets, there's literally different environments. When you're at a local, yeah, it's, you're probably not going to be the best conditions for playing. Um, there's probably going to be, I mean, hey, depending on the local, there could be people drinking there, could be cramped. Like, uh, obviously, uh, the conditions that you're playing in are going to be completely different. So I, I I think that's fair. I have a question, and you know go however you want to go on this one um but do you think that local rankings can negatively affect players do you like if locals counted would they negatively affect players rankings because i feel like that's a question that kind of people um they always think about but but it's it's good to like talk to someone and actually get uh the top player opinion on it
2: uh, I mean, for me personally, it kind of dissuades me from going to locals in the first mm-hmm. place or competing in them just because uh, it's it's a lot of work. Like, I, I, I get tired doing it. That's why I just kind of save it for majors, right? Yeah. Uh, locals could be more fun, uh, like, more relaxed, laid back. But I and guess that's go the negative effect. Yeah, You
0: want, right? Like, yeah, not, yeah. You're not exactly. beholden to going the, the best matchup or anything.
2: Yeah, and this is just me personally yeah right? like course. there's there's uh plenty of players in fact probably most players don't think the, the same way i do like they want to climb up the their local rankings because so, that's where you start right mm-hmm. like you start uh going to your locals climb up the local rankings like i remember when i was coming up i just i wanted nothing more than to climb up the arizona rankings try to make it as close to one as possible and then from there take it to majors and see what i can do at majors so i went through like that whole thing but as someone who's been through all of that Now I see locals and I'm just like, I want to save all the effort for, for majors. Like this is how I feel. Um, uh, but I guess that's the negative impact Mm -hmm. of locals counting for rankings. It, it just, uh, makes me not want to compete in locals.
0: I mean, I also think it's important to say that like these types of questions, um, it's both, yeah, we we want your personal opinion. Um, but then also, uh, like, I also don't think that top players should have to, like, I, I, I don't think that there should be situations where it's like, oh yeah, top players have to go to locals, right? Like, like I, I think that uh that's all different, uh, but it's it's really great to hear your thoughts on this. Um, So in terms of like yourself, you know, that's, those are uh, your specific thoughts. And it's good to like get into that. In a, in a, like a broader sense, you know, this is a, this is a year where we went from, kind of like a laissez faire attitude on in terms of what counts so to speak uh, where just panelists get a lot of data uh and this year specifically for the first time in uh, i don't know maybe ever uh the top the rankings the top 50 uh and possibly you know could be on the top 100 has a specific delineation where they say in the uh in the rules like in in you get a little a prompt and you get like some things that say uh if you wish to give more credit to people who are international feel free, you know, like there's, there's different little things that that's like, it leaves it up to, to the ballot or discretion. Uh, But for the first time they put in something about locals, which is, uh, you know, I can actually pull it up exactly right now, but it was something along the lines of. um, I think I was saying you can use regionals. If uh, you can use head
1: to heads from regionals. If you feel like a player does not have sufficient, uh, data available from majors to evaluate their year yeah
0: so so actually it's it's um the interesting thing here is that it's not even that it's not even that um so i'm going to read a couple of the other ones just okay. to like kind of get a good example of of what is asked of people who do ballots um so you are expected to consider their results at regionals and majors you may consider the results at out of region events this was a north american list so this is probably why that uh, got that question or that prompt um you may consider their results at serious invitationals, but keep in mind that players who qualify for reasons other than merit received an opportunity they may otherwise not have gotten. Uh, and then the one that we are talking about right here at the very end is you may consider their locals, you may consider the results at locals only if they lack sufficient data for you to make an informed judgment without local results. So what do, you, what do you think about something like that? Something about that prompt?
2: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if it's like an activity thing, where else are they putting in their effort for for competition you know like it's it's got to be locals like in that case i would think it's because they can't travel very much or something yeah So they're competing at their locals instead but like yeah i think if there's not if they haven't really traveled much there's not enough data for them i mean you got to get data somewhere yeah i think i think that's fine
0: so i i want to bring up and i'm sure edwin has something he wants to bring up too because we we obviously care a lot about this um i want to bring up an example of uh now this is in the year where that was added to the rankings um but i want to bring up an example of a couple of rankings that we saw this year because we've always talked about how rankings um it's hard to 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 like make some make rules and and like stipulations that apply to the top 10 as much as they apply to the bottom 10 right um because it's completely different things right you, you say that people need to like, people say Levin hasn't entered enough events, um, but he also has to kind of follow the same rules as the people who are going to be ranked, like, 95th. Um, so it's it's very hard to do something like this. So we've always said, you know, if you're someone who can't travel that much, um, locals are a great way to get results. I think that's a the good thing to say. But um, I want to bring up a specific thing here. So Kadoran ranked top 10. Kadoran had an incredible year. Kadoran was... uh <laughs> He was two and five yeah I, I forget the exact maybe um i'm trying to remember what was inside the time frame and what wasn't but but he did not have a great re- record with s2j s2j um honestly these were all from from locals these were from lawless melee the new bang melee in progress uh and he got five s2 uh yeah he got five wins on Kadorin. Kadorin's rank honestly not that affected he, you know he didn't fall behind mango um he was in the top 10 still and then another player who we have uh fiction fiction was honestly doing pretty well against s2j earlier in the year and then started to lose a lot to the point where fiction's been winning recently and s2j still has a positive record i think it's six and ten and six right now uh which includes him losing the last three sets uh so it's stuff like this where i think fiction and kadoran both had incredible years and honestly people probably didn't really um take the losses into account that much because they're ranked 10th and 12th and someone like s2j s2j had a year which is a little quiet for him gets ranked 16th in the world so i i honestly you know i am someone who believes that this type of stuff can have uh good in the rankings like this i think that you know people say why should i go to this i can only uh it can only affect me negatively honestly I, i i'm not bringing up what you're saying i'm just saying people have said this uh but we have like actual results that that show that people can be benefiting from this even at a high level so it's interesting to see um and yeah i don't want this to seem like you came in and and we're like ambushing here. i think but this is uh the (laughs) i've never announced a guest and then had multiple people dm me to talk about something so honestly we had to bring this (laughs) up And, and edwin uh you know, you've probably got this, something, uh, another like burning uh, scenario in in your mind. So, so let's let's hear it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's funny you mentioned kadoran I I actually, uh, the words that came into my mind was was literally just asking Axe if he had ever met John Coe before, because <laughs> I think it, because I think Cadoran is one of those players. So, so look, I, I'll put it this way. Obviously, um, I don't think local head to heads and I don't think local results matter equally as much as majors. I think I think all of us agree that nothing will help your rank or affect your rank more than how you perform at the biggest tournaments. That's just a, you know, I think if you ask most panelists this, you know, like if, like someone could lose a regional, but if they're winning majors or they're making top baits, that's the kind of important, like, weighting on their performance that, that really stands out above everything else. However, I do think that there are situations where locals and, and regionals for that matter, where even if, where in terms of whether they count or not, I think there's a lot of situations where when you're looking at tons of sets, I think they have to be factored into your kind of internal model of how a player is with the field. And I think Kadoran in 2019 and 2018, or more so 2019 was actually a great example of the kind of player who I think uh, if, if there were not people paying attention to his local mm-hmm. or regional results, it would have been very difficult for someone like him without a sponsor to be able to be, to, to gather like, a resume of a resume of results and um, sort of performances that are worth paying attention to. So I think you know j- just for me personally I-, I don't think locals are equal to majors or like really big events but I do think that locals offer opportunities for set for a lot of sets to uh, be considered. For uh, winning players, or for players who may otherwise not get that kind of responsibility, or get that kind of opportunity or visibility at the top level, right? Yeah. Without events like the UCI Weeklies, without you know the SoCal events like TMTs, like the you know, Power Nines or whatever back in the day, it, it would have been very difficult for a player like Kadoran you know, back in the day. I mean, obviously, this is someone we now view as a player he's sponsored by FlyQuest. he does all this other stuff for the scene but it would would, but he is actually one of the players i think of as far as like their initial rise coming through you know heavy local involvement regional involvement you know not just like getting a win here or there but consistently competing with the top level of socal so i think and you know and 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 just to kind of hone in on this example a little bit at least from my perspective, i I can't speak for every single panelist, But just for me, I always thought that shined on a player like Kadorin much more than it hurt someone who who might drop three out of ten or four out of ten sets well honestly,
0: but, i don't I don't even know if there's been a situation where I actively hurt someone for their yeah local performances i i mean when when it comes to um people who are able to go to majors and, and regionals consistently. I, I i don't really look at major or i don't really look at locals because i have a wealth of data and when when you're talking about top 20 um i'm not really too worried if you drop this yeah. set to mega christmas <laughs> like um yeah like wh- whatever <laughs> so yeah we'll see i i do think that the the way that the question is phrased yeah it does it does seem to um like let's say uh, melee stats his own abe he he just uh just had a really great local run and what was it he beat uh did he beat wally and wally beat t- mm-hmm. yeah it's insane he beat wally and b bets at the same tournament um great wins and uh you know his performance at shine this year was placing the seed losing who is expected to lose to um and like getting to fill in in the blanks when it comes to local results i think is really helpful for players at the lower end i don't know you know maybe Abi doesn't make top 100 um but having all of this like it it kind of just um when you only look at majors for for people especially lower down you kind of really don't know (laughs) like you're like i think this person's good um but having like all these things it's really reassuring to see all these other results to kind of like uh fill in the gaps and and understand you know Mm -hmm. okay so they got 30 30, 33rd this tournament 49th year um and they just like get thrown in the pile of all the people who get 33rd and 49th. So it is helpful to kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, like they
1: play hungry box or like they play Zane, like round one or something winners. Round yeah, yeah. Of, like, top thirty two, And they just like, they, they, it's like you said, they place their seed that we don't really have a good grasp on like, like there's a lot of players like that dispar- disparately across like majors. And you have to consider like, at least for, for players that end up on the ballot, which is about like 120 players or so, you know, it's, Without with without a lot of those like head-to-heads, and this is this is for like the majority of the list, by the way, it's very difficult to separate you know someone for you know, sixty-four or eighty-six on a per-set basis. Obviously, like you know we're we're living the most volatile period in, in melee history. But you know, like when, when it comes to evaluating results or across a given period, I do think that there's a lot of circumstances where I, I think local and you know lesser-stake head-to-heads have to be taken into consideration. But I think, as Weed's talking about, there's a way of doing that without, um, you know, without without hurting, but without hurting players at the very highest level who are who are winning at majors or, or performing great at majors, which obviously, like we agree, is the most important thing. That,
0: that you can do. Uh, all right, Edwin. I think we're now. It just seems like we're talking down to him. He's not in yeah. trouble. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Yeah, just, like, I'm in in the information you're free to go here. at any time <laughs> yeah we, we <laughs> talk a lot about this stuff like we
1: we've had so many you know we me and anyone who's you know the melee stats crew's at about we we've like talked about our ballots and about like specific results so many times like we, we, we we've had this yeah. stuff like and
0: a lot I mean we've had we've had podcasts about this if you want to go back and listen and and one of the things we've mentioned on this podcast as kind of a kind of a final note to this is um when you have a bunch of people who are doing their ballots, they will naturally consider different things. I might be someone who sees um, local results as uh, something that is very important for people lower down and other people might not feel the same way. Uh, And, and luckily like having so many people, it does kind of give you this option or like this ability to average everything out. And uh, so there's not one opinion or anything that kind of uh, overrides the rest. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, great to have you on someone like um someone you've been around for such a long time you've been through the rankings obviously when they were new and and all the name changes and everything that they've gone through um so we don't really get an opportunity to talk to someone about rankings to this extent who is so um, heavily involved in the other side so i appreciate you just uh talking about that and and we are about we're a little over an hour in so I think it's uh, probably time that we get to some of the next stuff that we have to talk about, because like we said, there is, it's a jam packed episode. There's a lot to talk about. Um, so we don't know a lot about this yet, but uh, the the Ludwig Smash Invitational has just been announced. This was something that the funny story behind this is if you're in the Melee Stats Discord server, um, Aiden, you know, huge uh, Melee Stats, uh acolyte i guess he he's been a friend of the people in melee stats forever uh been on like every single iteration of our podcast that we've ever done and um now that he he's obviously on to bigger better things he doesn't always have time to come in but he dropped into the to the discord server i don't know a month ago edwin what do you think a month yeah, I think it was like a month or like maybe maybe even 2 months ago. It was like quite a bit. Uh Yeah, it's like, like let's say 4 to 6 weeks ago. He drops into our Discord server and he goes, "We're going to be running a huge tournament. Lots of money on the line. It's going to be an invitational. Lots of people are going to be going." And no one says anything. No one responds to it. Every like whatever conversation was already going on just continued and then everyone kept it like a secret and and it's so funny because like i i think that this was probably a tactical leak to like get more hype and get people talking but like everyone in this discord server of hundreds of people just went your secret is safe with me aiden i will not (laughs) let anyone know um and then at you know of course he he talks about on twitter and then they have an official announcement so we we've begun to know a lot more about this thing that this the ludwig smash invitational this is uh i think a thirty thousand dollar and thirty thirty thousand two dollar prize pool um but i'm bearing the lead here because this is probably one of the most stacked events that not only are we seeing this year that we've been seeing in smash history edwin budding you are a smash historian and i want to get Axe's opinion on this but before we could do this can you give us a quick synopsis of where this lands in terms of biggest events a quick synopsis of just how big this is
1: my God! Every single top twenty-five or or like top thirty player or whatever is going to be here. The last time we we've, we've had an event like this stacked, pound for pound, like the, the the kind of event that features everyone at it, you you have to go like all the way back, right? I think that like like even even looking at something like Genesis, right? Like Genesis and Genesis eight like didn't have Leffen, and that was an event we would consider like like an event where like that's supposed to be like the most important of the year, right? uh like smash summits have happened without without top 10 players before this is an event that has basically like all the top 25 you look through the, like you know the, the the history books of melee like you gotta go to like fc3 like for for the kind of event that just like features the best of every single region to to have to have like uh to have anywhere close to this kind of stack like i am not joking when i say that this invitational may straight up be in terms of like who is there and the competitive prestige of like fighting against other people or or playing sets against other people here it might literally be the most like competitively prestigious event in like modern history like for for me of anything and, yeah and, and honestly like even for uh even for smash like you'd have to go back to like civil war is also pretty stacked for uh for smash 4 but like this it's like when was the axe? When was the last time the entire like top thirty was was somewhere? All of them,
2: probably not since I started playing. Like <laughs> I I can't even remember. There's been like invitationals, like obviously Summit, you know. Yeah. There's also been these other invitationals, like Yahoo rivalries, for example, yeah. or like. Or like Battle of the like Five, five gods. gods.
1: Battle of Five Gods is the closest thing. I. That didn't yes. even have weapon. Like this. Oh my god! It's just hitting me now. This is literally more stacked than Battle of, Battle of Five Gods. That that's crazy.
2: Yeah, this uh, is going to be the most stacked tournament that I I can even remember. Like I I, I don't know if, if this has ever happened. Like he literally invited the top 24 players or so, plus me and Wizzy. <laughs> and, like, I always thought it's kind of interesting that he uh, the top, like, 24, I guess top 22 were invited, and then they skipped down to 29, and then they just invited me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, sure. Like, like I think that's cool. Spud
1: is going to be here, Axe! Spud. Yeah,
2: Spud! What the heck? Like, that's insane. Like, even outside of the top 24, the, the last chance qualifier bracket is so... So it's Stacked,
0: it is so incredible. It's gonna um, be top yeah. 100 players who go 0 in 02 the, in the top, yeah, yeah, players. it's insane. So, this is an event <laughs> where it, it's kind of the tale of two events, right? I mean, we are we we saw uh, Axe, you were involved in this, we saw the special tour LCQ, that was really cool. Um, we're going to be seeing LCQs for special tour again and Panda Cup, and they're always a fun thing, right? When everything's on the line and just like only one or two slots, but this is so different because it's it's almost its own thing right and lcq is always like a precursor it really feels like you have the the group stage or the main bracket or whatever it's going to end up being called um the invited people is the one of the most stacked events that we've ever seen in smash history and then the lcq is just this like this like Aiden specialty so he he messaged me um i don't consider any credit in this event um, but we did talk about, you know, in terms of, okay, who gets invited, who, who, um, stuff like that. But, but he messaged me and he said, who do you think needs to be at this event? I'm going to reach out to people for the LCQ. And he is just like, he's like, give me anything. Um, so I'm like spouting out people. I'm like, get prison there. Like just saying stuff that I don't even think is going to happen. That's I'm just so like, cool. Anything yeah. I can think of. And like, literally he was, I, there are people who I'm like, SFP would be cool, but I don't think SFP is going. So I don't even bring it up. And then I see the LCQ attendees and SFP is there. Like everyone who we talked about and more. Uh, it's just like, I mean, I guess he's impossible to say no to because every single person who you would want to be at a tournament is going to be at this tournament. Mm. Um, it's going to be insane. I, I honestly, like it. it's an invitational. So I think people will, they they might get um a little well actually when it comes to this but we've talked about it and i think like it's hard pressed to find a tournament that is more stacked than this in the current age yeah i mean uh, you,
1: you gotta go to like like it, like like if, if we're thinking about melee like you gotta go to like maybe maybe one of the evos from the prime era or like or something like of it like like when genesis first came back like, yeah maybe. i mean Ooh. in terms of
0: like top 50 players so yeah. genesis 4 I, of that top 50 that year had like 40 some of them um apex 2015 had a ton of people mm-hmm. I, I think it had like i don't i don't think javi went but it had like the first 25 people in order or something like that um genesis 3 as well and you know, the evos are right but there was always like something right it uh-huh. always felt like someone was missing from all these tournaments when you look back at it Uh, and even though everyone's not confirmed, obviously, you know, uh, Lod and Aklo both are, uh, (laughs) I, I think Aklo, uh, he's like studying to become a doctor and Lod is a doctor. So there's obviously we can't confirm everyone just yet. Um, but yeah, it, it really just seems like if everyone who is going, if everyone says they're going goes, this is one of the biggest events of all time. It's so incredible to see in a year where, I honestly don't know if it needed more big events, but I think it slots in perfectly. And it's just like so incredible to see these people. I'm getting to see Lef in another event, getting to see Wizrib in another event, getting just like, it's another chance for all these people. Uh, and like, we spot, fucking spot. So I, I am so incredibly excited. And Axe. The illustrious 29th player mr 29 it's it's some clerical issue must have happened for you to get into the top 24 but i'm very excited to see what you are able to do there Uh, yeah i was
2: i was uh obviously very happy because i i you know i messaged aiden because he made that tweet saying if you want a a position a spot in the in the last chance qualifier message him and so i messaged him i'm like hey i would love a spot here and he said oh I actually meant to invite you. I've just been lazy and I forgot. <laughs> and I was like, wait, like, o- okay. And he said, yeah, like a direct invite. You don't have to do the last chance qualifier or wow. anything. And I'm like, wow. That's like, okay. Because uh, <laughs> as 29, you know, I saw that it's the top 24 or it should be 24 people invited. But uh, um, yeah, no, number one is Wizzy's not on the rankings either right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they got... 22 like uh, i think like 22 of the best players and then uh of the highest ranked players and then me and wizzy uh but i am curious how they decided to, like which of the two players to leave out uh who oh, are in the last chance qualifier i think which is cool but uh yeah i'm like no I'm, I'm 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 lucky out here i feel like <laughs> like this is cool i'm I, happy i'm happy to be a part of it like
0: actually you gotta give yourself some credit what what did you you got what fifth and fourth what did you? What did you get recently? Uh, yeah, yeah, that exactly. Okay, right. so I, I don't know if it was all luck. I think there is some skill involved there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, right now this has just been announced. Um, so maybe, not as much to talk about as when we get closer to the event. Um, or, in the case of me, Edward, you're not going to the event. Me and no. will be there. We'll be hanging no. out. <laughs>
2: i mean i think it's gonna be at the luxor if i'm not mistaken yeah. that's man like ludwig's doing such awesome stuff like right that's so it cool is,
0: it, this is so we have talked about as a community um uh, personally i don't know if we brought this up on the podcast before but as a community we have talked about this like ninja tweet right remember the ninja one of like i got something cooking or whatever uh people have been like whoa they're so excited and they're like well this never happened, and it's like you literally have someone doing better, right? Whatever li- Ninja would have given Nintendo, or ni- given given Melee, <laughs> Freudian slip. Whatever they would have given Melee, um, would not have been anywhere near what Ludwig has given to us. Ludwig is just like. <laughs> i don't know man i don't want to go on another diatribe about how good ludwig is to melee because i feel like it's hard to stop uh just because the list of accomplishments i but, mean
2: you, but... you can just tell he's one person who like truly loves melee like that's yeah. coming from the heart like, yeah you can just tell
0: dude i i, I remember his commentary Aiden, good team and Aiden, Aiden, yeah well yeah. all of them all of them still like they all still go to uh whatever i see i see nick at so many events setting up the four square like it's such a care for the community um because sometimes uh obviously smash is not the thing to do if you want to get big but sometimes you'll see people kind of ping pong around gaming scenes in terms of just like getting their brand up uh and honestly i've said this in the past if you check out the, some of those early ludwig commentary things he's kind of really mugging for the camera he's like really trying to get his brand up um but yeah i mean he's everyone has proven that like They still care about smash so much to this day. Uh, And it's really just the best situation that we can be in as a smash community to like, just they keep giving us stuff and, and, oh man, it's so amazing. So yes, this is, uh, this is incredible. And honestly, if you're going to give anyone Ludwig money to run a tournament, I think Aiden is like the best guy to do it. He literally was, would message me way back when, uh, before he even worked at summit about like wanting to throw a tournament to see like one specific match happen he'd be like hey who do you think would win you know uh rocky or or whatever and i'd be like i don't know and he's like maybe i'll throw a tournament and invite them both." Uh, (laughs) so uh forget, never forget aiden's uh his he swears
1: by his uh spud versus armada like friendly in the apartment in the the melbourne apartment
0: apartment apartment, (laughs) uh, above the city uh spud whooped armada so bad apparently i don't i don't know but he whooped uh, the so
1: bad that armada went fox and immediately started destroying him Ah, <laughs> goes
0: uh yeah see i'm so, so excited to have spud back and i'm so excited i hope i get to talk to aiden in person at some point um because he is just like a ball of joy when it comes to talking about that that man yeah, it, hopefully he's not like uh
1: mobbed by fans or whatever or that you well, can get a to talk to him
0: it's a you know this is an invitational uh there's no spectator passes it's true true but but i guess you could buy a competitor pass and whatever um but yes this will this will be a very sick event and honestly honestly obviously and honestly i'm not telling a lie we're going to do an episode about it once we get closer um but yeah for now we're, we're kind of uh we had spent a lot of time talking about this wonderful shine event. Uh, We spent a lot of time um, kind of schooling acts and when it comes to locals. (laughs) Uh, So, so we've got, we've got to get onto our next subject, which is going to be Riptide. So this is, uh, this is our upcoming major. Uh, I am going Axis going. This is kind of another situation, Edwin. Like like the Ludwig tournament, where the two of us are going, but you're not. So this is gonna be a very fun one. Me on the show. Also, <laughs> he's been a great guest. Honestly, I'd have him on every week instead of you. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Fair enough. I would have him on also instead of me. You're not even wearing your melee stats merch, man. It's in the, it's in the laundry. It's
2: in Somehow the- my internet's been more consistent than yours today.
0: <laughs> True. Honestly, that <laughs>
2: it's, uh, it's
1: all stacking here. in your favor. Yeah, this is, just, this is beating up another marth player <laughs>
0: another- this is honestly this edwin this reminds me of when we had a rankings episode at the end of uh 2021 and me and dark genetics came on well i host the podcast of course that's on but but we had dark genetics on wonderful guest um and me and him both agree that online shouldn't count and you were the only one who thought it should, and we just bullied you. This reminds me For of that. It's away. okay.
1: I got my revenge when Moki, Blur, and me uh ganged up on you on the same topic.
0: Yeah. Like, see uh, the thing with that is that um I actually think that Blur agreeing with you is a negative when it comes to to your Yeah, point. but
1: Moki agreed with me also. So I think you still got it. Uh, Moki
0: revenge. just wanted to be ranked. That was what it all it came
1: to. No, I, I think he was he was personally I affected think you're by this right now. We should
0: we should change the topic and talk about Riptide. Let's talk about. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, you're talking about corn cobs. Let's talk about a state that has vast fields of them. I'm sure, uh, Ohio. <laughs> so, Riptide. Riptide is uh, the long line of water park tournaments, which is a thing that Smash has an abundance of right now. But, it, but um, yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting uh, kind of. Um, series because uh smash and splash was one of the biggest in melee for a while it kind of like slowly crept up and then just got to be this thing where like 800 people were going uh and then riptide was the the successor to it was going to be i I think in 2020 was going to be really big but in 2021 it was the first major that back for melee basically we had some smaller events but this one in terms of big events was the first one back ultimate was having them months before which is weird. before before, uh everyone was vaccinated that's a weird thing but but Riptide it's um you know continuing on with this legacy I think that it's good to see a tournament like this do well and uh yeah I mean we are we are seeing a pretty interesting lineup here it's it's cool to see all these events and and as much as it hurts to like not have an event where everyone's here we talked about the Ludwig one we haven't had something that's even close to that in a while it is cool to see these little tournaments where like you might have, uh, this is like a Zane Plup H box one of throw MOOC throw X. Like right, there, there's a lot of different people here. Um, and it's always cool to see like, uh, majors where a bunch of people can win or like how these interact. Um, so I think we're going to see something really cool. And, and obviously ax you've mentioned this, you hate to see your bracket. So we're not going to try to talk about specific bracket paths. Um, But Axe, we gave you a list of the players who are going to be going to this. Are there any that stick out as people who um, they might like shock you or they might maybe not shock you, but they might shock the world? Anyone who you think is like prime for upsets here or anything?
2: I think the one player that I'm looking at right now, just based off this list, going into Riptide, I'm so curious how Polish is going to do. Yeah, I think I think Polish had a pretty underwhelming performance at Shine. Uh, and I I know that Polish has been, like, kind of going back and forth between Fox and Peach, but, man, I've seen Polish do some amazing things. I, I know that that's one heck of a competitor who has the potential to be at the top, so that's, like, one person I'm watching out for. I'm wondering how they're going to do. Um,
1: Axe. Can uh-huh. I ask you a variant of the question that we gave you, but I'm going to give it a little Ed, Edwin twist. Okay? Go for it. Is there anyone here that you see and you're like, and you're salivating over the prospect of facing, and you're like, oh, give me this, give me this player. I'm going to beat them super, super bad. Or just someone that you really, for whatever reason, want to play in bracket.
2: Almost, but not, not quite along those lines. Someone who I do really want to play, but... I don't necessarily think that I'm going to destroy them or anything but I want to fight Hungrybox, really do. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah, that's one person who I've lost to for the past like decade, right? And at SmashCon I tried Fox finally for the first time uh and I feel like I got a lot of data and I'm like, "Oh, so this is how this feels." And and I lost 3-0, obviously. Uh but it oddly didn't feel that bad. I'm like, this is actually Feels so doable. It really does. After
1: years of Pikachu puff, after years of Hungry Box uh, getting a lead, going to side platform, then top platform, side platform, top. Yes.
2: Platform. <laughs> yeah. It's man. I don't know, but I have been playing Fox a lot more lately, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm thinking my Fox is kind of like my uh, my secret Hungry Box killer. At least that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> um but uh yeah i just i don't know i kind of want to give it another try lately i've just been wanting to fight hungry blocks just to see if i can do it you know it's like the the ultimate challenge the one person who's beat me harder than everyone else uh and i think that's one person i really want to fight another one looking at the lists of people that i see here um i would love to play laud actually oh wow yeah, um, I played a lot at Genesis, and um, I felt I played okay, given how I was at the time, and uh, <laughs> this, this is really hard for me to explain. I just want to see how I'm going to do, because I haven't... Uh, I've had that one experience versus him, but I want to fight him now. I want to see how I'll mm-hmm. do now that I feel more sharp and more prepared than i have been the past couple years like i'm just i'm curious about it and i know law's a monster i think i just love the challenge that's what i'm kind of what i want to do i did have to play versus um b bats at shine yeah and that's a player like i know that b bats just two weeks before that beat swift and i'm like man this player is like i know that they're good against pikachu um but i I was able to win three o actually, and I think like the the peach that's like the I think right now what you would call the best peach currently. Uh, I just want to see how I'll do against like the best peach. I'm
0: just mm-hmm.
2: just curious about it,
0: really commendable so. answers, especially when you were set up to uh, own someone that was a very <laughs> negative question that you asked, Edwin, and uh, guess what did <laughs> not work out for you. <laughs>
1: i had to know who axe wanted to own more than anyone else well it think- turns
0: out he's a, a humble competitor
2: <laughs> okay yes, that, hold, hold, on, hold on hold like, on let me let me answer the people question people. in a okay a, all right a different one was the one, so one who i would like just want to own right uh <laughs> let's see I need, a, I need a second here to look at this. Um,
1: <laughs> Axe, I'm imagining you're looking through it and you're like, just forever, you're like, give me no flexes, I'll destroy <laughs> I'll
0: destroy them again.
2: Um, I mean, that's not a bad answer, honestly.
0: <laughs> um, Man, how rude would it be if he just picks all the players that we have going to this? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'd fuck up Grab. Give me Lunar. Uh, They're all hey, garbage, hey, bro. Yeah. They're, they're destroyed.
2: <laughs> they're all garbage. Like they're not even worth <laughs> my time. Right. <laughs> uh, first, I don't know why I have this answer, but for some reason, I really want to beat Ginger.
0: <laughs> really? That's <laughs> for really, some reason. Okay.
2: It might be because he beat me last time I played him.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, I would love to beat Ginger. I think that's that's like a different. Yeah, that's a different feeling because like the other ones I mentioned are because the challenge. I want to see how I'll do or whatever. Ginger, it's because. Yeah, I guess I feel a bit of salt there.
0: <laughs> okay, well I like it. So, Yeah, I hope that set gets to happen. And then uh, Edwin, let's have Ginger on next. <laughs> 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 Whenever our next episode is, let's have Ginger on. It seems like this seems like we got a beef, bro. Edwin, you might make it to this one. Maybe maybe you get replaced by Axe. We'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the wheat Axe and Ginger show this is a crazy. I day. think it'd be great. I think it'd be it'd be a super fun time. I saw Ginger uh, for one second of shine he like tapped me in the back said hey and then disappeared <laughs> and uh yeah i guess i at shine had a little bit of a, a, a they had the vip area like the the backstage and then they had like a super vip area um which was upstairs and i i didn't get to see that but you can see it from this, uh just like the floor you can like see the tvs and, and everything from uh this like office that they have at the top of the convention center it was it was very um Honestly, felt like shit to be on the floor and seeing these people above me. I look up and I see Lunar Dusk in there, and I'm like, "Lunar, come on, Lunar!"
2: <laughs> I, I only my went own... up there on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I went up there on Sunday, and I went up there it was literally only Zane and Swift. <laughs>
0: okay, makes me feel a little
2: better. Right? Yeah, so I walked in there was just Zane, Swift, and then me and Yo Kynels. We're just <laughs> playing Pikachu more.
0: <March. laughs> yeah. Uh... Uh, that, okay that's good did you get any of the the, the pizza was pizza up there no, no there's no told pi- me about well this. i wasn't up there as i've what? established no there oh. was like i i snagged a slice of pizza you have to be there at the right time and it was oh, in man. the it was backstage it was like uh near where the isn't this a great podcast we're talking about the vip section it was near where the water was there was like you have to go at the right time and you can snag a slice that's the wonder of these Papa John's events is that uh, if uh, if you have a VIP badge and you're in the right place at the right time, you might be able to grab yourself a slice.
2: Man, I should have I should have been on the lookout for that.
0: <laughs> it's really it's it's just like you got it. here. Uh, maybe is this insider information? I don't know. I'm not. Sure. You know, I did I did the um, CEO commentary for uh, for the Panda Cup, so that was a Papa mm-hmm. John's thing. So I don't know if this is i'm leaking information but at four at 4 p.m they do the ad read for papa john's that like they have different times during the day but i know 4 p.m so if you're there at 4 p.m i say look around they might have a a box with a couple slices missing but some some for the taking um edwin how about yourself you you were probably in the vip area (laughs) i actually was
1: not i i I was Uh, not but uh that i wanted to uh actually uh mention uh one thing really quickly ax i thought you gave great answers for who who you want to play in bracket and more specifically who you want to own in, in bracket. But I want to mention one matchup that we've only seen once this year and in a matchup that I think uh, is kind of existing in this like weird gray space of uncertainty. And that matchup is Zane versus Plup. The one time they, they played this year, um, Plup won three, two. He also won me a bunch of side bets after a bunch of people told me gave a bunch of people gave me this long spiel of how Plup was never gonna beat Zane again, and how like Zane was just gonna always beat Plup. I I always thought that I was garbage for, for whatever it's worth. That's why I uh, won a five to one or like three to one odds or whatever. Um, I don't even remember. I won so many bets at Summit that, that the numbers kind of just like uh, I forget them. But anyways, I'm yeah, really suffering interested. from success. Yeah, suffering from success. But but yeah, I, I'm really interested in how. I'm really interested to see how Plup versus Zane goes this time because I think for for a long time after their uh their initial like first set Plup sort of like or after Zane beat him the first two times Plup kind of just like destroyed him for a really long time and then during the pandemic when Zane's rise happened online it really you know Zane was kind of beating Plup but if if you watch the sets they never felt like <laughs> I don't know how to describe It's kind of like how Plup feels in general. It's just like, why is this happening? Like, you know, it, I don't think this is going to happen next time they play, but then that happened like four times in a row. And then like, they're ready to play at a, you know, summit this year. And I was like, I think, I don't think those sets really count. I feel like Plup is oh, going yeah. to be close. So I'm kind of curious to see like, is Plup going to beat him again? Like, is this, is this the start of a phase or Plup starts beating him a bunch is Zane going to beat him, or are they going to start going back and forth again or whatnot? I'm just, uh, I'm just in general, I'm, I'm very interested to see how those two do against each other, especially because, like, I think Plup Sheik, you know, is is not, he doesn't really do a lot of the annoying anti-Marth stuff that Luffin does, and I think uh, his Sheik is pretty distinct from J-Book's in another way, so I'm just, uh, I'm just really fascinated to see how that matchup uh, turns out in Bracket.
2: Man, I feel like it's so easy to, to say how Zane's gonna do just because we've been seeing him so mm-hmm. much lately. Like he's been, he's been dominating a lot of times. Like he's been looking good. Uh, he had his slump, which I wish <laughs> my slump was like that. Uh, but like, Zayn looks amazing, right? Uh, Plup on the other hand is like way harder to evaluate just because we haven't yeah. seen him as much. Like he just hasn't been as active uh and i feel like it's easy to look at that and just say well zane's probably going to win cuz plups just not going to be ready but every time like historically uh plup will just show up and just win cuz he's just too good bro yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know so uh if i had to hmm, if i had to predict uh i think oh, God, I don't know.
1: How's Plug on unranked? Does he does he still like play a lot? Like I know he uh I know he still does unranked and like he streams. He just did lot.
0: uh he beat all-star with every character, right? He beat all-star mm-hmm. very hard with every character. Yeah. Sounds that's nice. hard. That's great by gracious. the way, I've
2: tried doing that. That's really tough.
0: God, he did it with Bowser. Jeez. <laughs> did it with everyone? I think uh obviously it wasn't with every character, but I remember the mango days of, of All-Star Very Hard. I remember that. Um and I think he won a tournament right around there, so maybe maybe that's the key.
2: Yeah, he um, also uh, won a TMT with all Samus beating Hungry Box. Recently. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Insane. Uh, <laughs> it's really just weird to like we have seen now that we're talking about it, we've seen like a non-trivial amount of plop stuff, um, and I have, don't know what it means. Like none of this helps me. Him beating H Box with Samus is incredible, and then I, I don't know he could go to this tournament and get fifth. Like, right. this doesn't tell me anything, but that is also kind of the story of Plup in a way um, where honestly, like you don't even know until the day. I, I, I do think that he is a player who, and I don't know, I don't want to, to like spread any misinformation, but it seems to me that he more than the other top players um, can kind of change on a day-to-day basis and stuff like that. Tournament to tournament. Um, like if you see him playing hot, and, and you know, a round of 16, um, then he, he might end up doing pretty well at the tournament, but like we've seen shaky pups before. Um, yeah, I don't know I, what watching him at Pup Showdown at CEO was really sick because he was so good. He's played so well versus HBOX, he played so well versus MutiKing, too, obviously, you know, but but he was like dancing on HBOX and then ended up beating him in bracket the next day. Um, and the entire time. I'm watching this and I'm like, he is scrapping. He's not trying to even play this matchup. Like you watch mango right now. And I think mango right now tried to play the matchup more than plop was at at plop showdown. Um, And yeah, he's just like, okay, you're at 77% and you're puff. Okay. I, if you let me nair you, I will nair you. Like, it's just like this insane lack of gameplay, but because of his incredible ability to play the game ends up working out. Um, Now I, he obviously has game plans for stuff. I don't want to make it seem like that. But I, I do think that his his game feel is so incredibly good that if there's anything that is, like, slightly off, um, yeah, you see those sets, like Edwin mentioned, where he loses to Zane four times in a row or something. I remember, like, talking to Ipengu, and Ipengu was like, yeah, Zane's like, going to win this matchup. He's so favored. I'm like, no, I don't think he is. I think it's a lot more even than you're looking. Like, I'm willing to give up a pass for, like, set loss after set loss more than I am for many people. Um because I just yeah, he's just a question mark whenever he comes in. And getting to see him, you're you're right, is gonna be pretty amazing. What do we think about J Mook coming into this though? So J Mook is someone who he gets second at another event, um, and he beats his demon. Like, do we what do we think about him? He's someone who it's just like consistently will will go to stuff and consistently will kind of like carve his way into this uh like into this hypothetical major that he's going to win but we we just haven't seen it happen yet um what do we think about him going to this axe i i know that you had a lot to say about uh jay mook during your set with him but like what do you feel about him going into a prospective tournament like this
2: super adaptive player and uh very fast too like i don't know anyone who adapts that fast uh i think uh He's going to get a major win eventually.
0: It's got to uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, this weekend? Oh, man. I mean, he, I can I can definitely see a world where he could win the whole thing. I could definitely see it happen. Uh, I would love to see him play Plup again. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he played him well, at Genesis, right? Just that one time?
0: Genesis and then Summit, where Plup ended up taking it. Oh.
2: Somehow I don't remember the Summit set. (laughs) But
0: that was, you know what? Were we watching that together? We were both uh, exiled from Summit. The Summit 13, I don't know. We were in the cast of people (laughs) who tested negative, but uh, were not uh, deemed essential, so not allowed to go to the venue. So we were in that little pizza party. Uh, And and yeah, like uh, there was Plup's Fox. Um, And like we've talked about, Plup can sometimes just play like he's the best player in the world. Um, In fact, he does it if you look at his career he's he's done it a lot um so it is hard to say when it comes to Plup versus jMOok mook yeah i think that's a set you you picked something that i think is like the most fun grand finals in my mind i think that if it ends up being Plup versus jMOok mook for <sighs> two, who wins it i i don't know i like there's no bad outcome there right it'd be super fun um but yeah i mean uh, let, let's just uh well, while we're on this subject, let's just get into it. We're talking about who we're talking about JMU. Can he win? Let's just get into who we think is going to win. You know, make your call. Um, Axe, if you want to say yourself, I'm for it. You know, maybe throw in who uh, who might win if you like uh, I don't know, you get DQ'd or something, right? Whatever, whatever situation. Um, or just say yourself, who cares? Uh, but Edwin, Edwin, buddy we have a tournament with uh a couple heavy hitters in the top 29 <laughs> um but but yeah we we've got we we've got seen we got h box j Mook, plop moki's here Lott is here ax we we've got j- hey uh, Axe's new rival ginger we've got so many people here
2: <laughs> is that is that the thing now is... <laughs> it's going to be hey
0: let's let's title the episode yeah, let's this. Make it a <laughs> <laughs> uh but edwin who who do you think gets gold here
1: i'm a marth player i've been saying uh, it quite a bit for uh, so many majors right and I, I was saying it even during his his quote unquote slump i was saying i think zane will win this event and then he didn't win the event and then i would say okay well i think this time he'll win the event because there's no sheiks and it's spaces and he lost phantom right i, I said he'd win SmashCon, con i think and then he he lost in one of the biggest upsets in, in a recent times But he finally won shine. I think this is good momentum heading into the, you know, such thing exists, uh, heading into the rest of the fall. Um, I really, uh, I like his chances. I don't think there's anyone he's, like, particularly uh, terrified of playing against. And the players that I would imagine being very difficult for for him are are players that I would still consider, like, I consider matches between them to be, like, coin flips or, like, very hard to predict, such as Plup. And our friendly yes. guests on, on the show. Yes. So, so I think that, uh, you know, it, given it, what I would imagine, is is most likely back bracket path. I think if you compared like the top four, for instance, like you know head to head, you know, JMU, JMU, if if Zane, JMU, Hungry Box is kind of like a trio, or like at, at worst an RPS, I will say. You know, Zayn and J-Mook are still technically three-three on the year. And while J-Mook has shown the ability to beat Hungrybox Box in a set, you know, one in five is still not exactly like great. Not exactly like favorable mm-hmm. to him. I don't think that. Um, I don't. I think while well, Hungry Box is in a similar position against Zayn of being able to take a set against him and actually proving it, I still see Zayn as a very big favorite in that matchup. And frankly, like with, with Plup, I just think. Um, I don't think you can typically just take a long break from going to events and come back and beat Zane again. I think uh, uh, offline, you know, in 2022, I think that's a bit of a tall order. I'm not even sure if Plop will, frankly, get by someone like Moki or Ginger if they play play again. Yeah. I think those two are very difficult. By the way, I think Moki Moki would be a very challenging opponent for JMO. That would be an example of someone in the field who I think could actually stand a good shot. At Hbox as well might be afraid yeah. to see Moki yes. hit path. of course. But but as I mentioned that the you know the other side of the coin is well if Moki or Ginger or whomever takes uh, takes J Mook or H Box a spot then they play against Zane and I think Zane in that matchup you know we, we've seen uh, seen Cody win a tournament over him but you know Cody is a different beast uh, entirely and I think Zane just dominates Fox he dominates the kind of players that would be scary for J Mook or H Box mm-hmm. he does you know he could, this year, he's gone back and forth with Jamie, even though Jamie had that stretch in the middle of the year. He's up on HBox. I think this is Zayn's tournament to win.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, it's really funny that the one that he ended up winning, because uh, we are a biweekly show, we actually didn't get an episode beforehand. Uh, so you didn't even get an opportunity right. to, to declare that he was going to win Shine, and he did. So that's very funny. Um, yeah. I mean, you make a lot of great points. I, I think that when I look at the top echelon of play here, i think that plop i think that zane hbox Mook. i think that these are players who i don't honestly see that they will have any people who they can't beat not only at this tournament but in the entire world i don't think that there's anyone who zane has the like the inability to beat uh and i think you can say that for everyone and i think those four players stand head and shoulders above everyone so i'm picking axe i'm picking my man axe to win now i i, Ax, I, I think you got a great shot i think this is uh i want to see if you play hbox i want to see this fox i honestly believed at least for the first two games i believed i kind of blanked after uh, game three i don't remember what happened but i was a believer i said oh maybe maybe he uh squeaks something out um so i want to see that maybe maybe you don't even have to squeak it out um no, i do in the long-term
1: potential but well, I thought the first set was clearly like, okay, well, this is trying something new, right? Like you're getting information for like, you, like, n- like people don't typically
0: beat H box on the first try, right? Like it's a new phase. Hey, people don't typically beat Zane. however many times in a row? Maybe. Yeah,
2: maybe. <laughs> a good point. But, uh, yeah, you know what?
0: I, I think, uh, any of these, we, we, I don't even know if these are the top five seeds to be honest, but, but we've been mentioning five players specifically, um, and I think that any of them could do it. Uh, I, I will. Ooh, it's tough because anything is kind of fun. If Zane kind of continues this, then, you know, his slump is over. <laughs> um, <laughs> if if Hbox wins, that's kind of throwing his hat into the ring of of whether or not he, you know, is, is he going to be number one in the world again? Does he have a path? Um, Plup winning w- would be kind of showing, you know, that he is a player who's still, Top five, maybe, maybe even better if he if he wins this. Uh, j Mook winning first major, and then honestly, the biggest knock against him is that he's not won a major. And Axe, hey, Axe, win a major, I'll take it. I, <laughs> right, an open bracket one. Let's 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 not have to uh, to mince words this time. Not no no asterisks involved. I think right. that'd be very fun. I will yeah. say, I will give it up to the person who has not won an event this big, because we keep saying. Is this event a good one for JMOok to win? We keep looking at the players. Honestly, I think that when he does win an event and it's a win, not an if, I think he's going to win and it's going to be through players who we we might be scared of It might be going through Hbox. it might be going through Amsa or or Plup or I guess Leffen. you know whatever player you want to throw in there. I guess he did beat Leffen. <laughs> but, like, whatever player you want to throw in there as a scary person for J-Mook, I think he's going to end up beating them. In, in, in his well, it's the other way around, right? Like, J-Mook is the scary one for them as well. <laughs> yeah, true, right? And when it comes to J-Mook, I guess everyone should be scared. But um, So, like, we can look at stuff and be like, this tournament is suited for uh, J-Mook to win. Uh, like how we were kind of saying, like, this tournament is suited for HBOX to win, and then he wouldn't win, and then he won over cody i think it's gonna be the same with with mook it's a tournament that he's gonna win a tournament through people who we think are tough because that's how his career has been so i'll pick J. mook uh and second i'll give second to axe why not Re- bracket reset
2: <laughs> J. mook axe grants that'd be pretty crazy
0: <laughs> uh but axe what about yourself you know uh, this is always a we we really have not done this too many times where we've gotten someone who can win a tournament on prior to a tournament, so it is always fun. Um, so you're in that that awkward position where you can either gas yourself up or you can, uh, you know, try not to try to be very humble. So whatever path you choose, I think is the right one. I'm I'm fully backing whatever you say here.
2: Well, well, for me, there's like uh, there's at least two major roadblocks for me, and that's hungry bonks and plup. Like both yeah. of them have. Uh, been super tough for me, right? So, like, if if I did win this event, I would somehow have to dodge both of them or something, or maybe I have some outstanding performance and able to, to, to beat them. Uh, I don't know, but I think that uh, Zayn probably has the highest chance to win this whole tournament, just based on his uh, performances lately, how good he looked at uh, Shine especially, but I will say uh, it's really hard to get back to back wins as a as a top competitor. Uh, cause when you win a major, like when you win a, a big tournament, you're kind of like, uh, like, yes, I did it. And then and then you celebrate for a while and you feel good about yourself. And like that kind of sinks in for, for a little while. But for the other competitors, like uh like second JMook or third Hungry they leave from the event very like, hungry for more they're just like no i need to get back and train immediately and and right now i need to get better like as quickly as possible cuz i want to win the next one so i would expect people the players like hungrybox and jmook to uh to really be on the grind immediately after shine and not so much zane like that's why it's really hard to win back to back majors uh so a big part of me wants to say either hungrybox or jmook might get this win there's always the anomaly of Plup. I don't, I don't know how Plup's going to do, yeah. but if I have to pick one, um, I think... Uh, I, I feel like, based on the fire that I felt from him, especially after losing and throughout the whole weekend, uh, I feel like it might be Jmook's time. Wow. Yeah, so I, I would say Jmook. I think he... I can't help but to feel like he wants it the most like very badly that's uh, just the kind of vibe that i got from him seeing him at shine
0: i would absolutely love to see it and i think what you bring up is super true and honestly that's kind of zane's you know if if every <laughs> we used to do uh i remember people would talk about the five gods and they would act as if each one had their own like superpower right hbox's clutch or whatever yeah. um if yeah. zane has one i think he's prepared i think that uh you're super right i've seen sets i remember distinctly at a pre-pandemic 2020 tournament uh I might be a nightclub where aklo went like super last hit with two and i saw that set he lost the set and i go he's beating two saint next time they play and then two saint uh or aklo ended up winning scorpius uh like it's funny to see it in the moment because what you're saying is really true um i do think zane like that's his thing he loves being prepared he doesn't take a Day off or anything, so I I truly am looking forward to this. Uh, and hey, we're we're Jay Mook brothers here. Uh, Edwin, you're the odd man out again. <laughs> How does it feel? Just replace me already, yeah I call him. It'll be money more. Money, yeah. Mmp uh, Monday morning Pikachu. We'll send the merch over right now. Just uh, just sign this contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so here, Edwin, how about this? This is something that we're, we're going to have. Uh, we're coming up in the end of the show. We're going to have a non-competitive segment. You can't lose this one. Unless Axe and I pick the same exact thing, then maybe. <laughs> but uh, this is, I think it'd be very hard for us to choose the same exact thing for this one because this is a segment. Uh, of course, it is officially unnamed and the crowd that people in Wait, the don't we had... have to, we got the patron questions. Oh, we got patron questions. We've got wonderful patron questions my god it's been, this is why we don't take a two-week break <laughs> we <laughs> call ourselves a bi-weekly show we're better we're better when we take a one-week break mm-hmm. um okay so edwin do you want to take the first question we got some questions here and um you know feel free to uh to go on about them as long as you want or as short as you want we've got a couple yeah in well, store. let's yeah we we've
1: uh we've been around we've been having a lot of fun so um we'll quickly get get through them so the first question is, uh, in your opinion, who is an upcoming Arizona player that we should watch out for the future?
2: Asking me? Yeah, That's an easy answer. I think you guys already know, like, CPU Zero is a monster, yeah. bro. Like, man, I swear, when he gets over his tournament nerves, because he's he's got all that experience, he, in my opinion, uh, has the best... Punish game out of any any puff by a mile. Yeah. Like he oh my gosh, dude. any I, anytime I get hit by him, I'm instantly rested. Like immediately. It doesn't matter <laughs> where I am. And honestly, whenever I face any other puff, like even fighting Hungry Box uh at Smash Con, I would get hit by him and I'm just like, I'm so dead. And then I'm like, oh, wait, oh, he didn't do what CPU zero would do here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, this is so this bad. So many <laughs>
1: times, from some other Arizona yeah. people. And it's it so funny. Acts, like, every local, like, or every scene says this about their Jigglypuff, Go right? Oh, ours yeah. is yeah. different. Like, but I will say, I've seen the CPU uh, it's zero true. tapes, I've seen uh, him play other people. I think this is the one example of the region's puff when they say is different. I truly think this guy is different. Dude,
2: me. I'm I'm telling you because I've played a lot of the other top puffs too. There is no other puff
1: <laughs> yeah. that has the kind of punish
2: game that his that he has. Now the only problem with him is that he uh, he's not as strong in the neutral game as like some of the other top puffs. Mm. That's what's holding him back. But if he can figure that out. Best puff player in the world, I think so. But uh watch out for CPU Zero; he's he's on the come up. Yeah, and, wow. and I Best need, player, th- okay.
1: I'll take I him need sure. to reiterate this. Like I've heard this so many times, but CPU Zero was the first time where I was like, "All right, whatever. Like let's take a look." Yeah. And I thought, oh my god, they're right. Like this this guy. Is <laughs>
0: well, Edwin, if you go if you go through every um, like up and coming puff player. The only mm-hmm. way that we're able to describe puff players really is like they're insane at rest, right? And look, look right. back at it. You know, you've got like no, like two saints, they're so insane. They, they they have the craziest rest, and then solo battle's insane. He's got the craziest rest. Uh and like obviously people say that about CPU zero. So I understand the hesitation of going, yeah, he has got the craziest rest. Uh no, <laughs> he don't. I've this guy seen it live in cool. person. They're insane. <laughs> I implore you to watch. <laughs> only game one don't don't watch games three through four or two through four but watch game one of him versus Drefin at Genesis oh my god 8. yeah it is the most insane thing it literally just looks like what are you supposed to do um like it not even what is Sheik supposed to do here what is anyone supposed to do here it is so insane uh axe i agree with you on this one so that is from <laughs> question super uh question superstar zadrio we've got one from uh our, our patron soma and um you know this is something that you you talked about your fox earlier but this question is do you anticipate ever using fox for any matchup other than puff?
2: Uh, potentially but uh like the only one I can really think of is like chic, but I I don't really see it not really uh, it's like for example, if I need to fight JMook, right? Uh Jmook literally beats the best foxes in the world. Like I can't help but to think I have a better chance with Pikachu. Uh, so potentially, but right now I really only see my fox as the the hungry box. Like literally I might only use him for hungry box and that's it. So uh, that's but there sick. is some potential. Yeah. There's potential.
0: Well it'll be I'm hard see regardless.
1: What makes you, uh, what makes you a, a believer in Pika Peach? By any chance because that was the other other one that i thought of similar had. to
2: jmook i guess where uh, i see the top peaches versus all the rest of the foxes and i just think it'd be easier with pikachu i i uh i know it's kind of strange to say that because pikachu's like this mid-tier but when i play pikachu and i uh i just have this feeling that it's it works out better than fox does even if you know, there's like that huge tier difference. Even if I have less options, uh, I just—I don't know. I just feel like it's—I feel like Pikachu's is better. Like that's just kind of what I think. Kind of a kind of a weird thing, but, uh, yeah. I also think that the best Peaches and the best Cheeks, uh, basically all the best players, are insane versus Fox. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why Puff stands out, like for for Hungry Box or basically any Puff, is because. I just can't help but to feel that that matchup is so lopsided that even I stand a chance <laughs> versus Hungrybox. Uh, Hungry Box, and I also think Hungry Box is insanely good versus Pikachu, and I think that's like one of the rare cases where I do think that my Fox has a higher chance to win. But against like Peach, Cheek, all those guys, uh, uh, there there's some potential. But in general, I feel like my Pikachu would do better
0: great uh edwin i think we got we got a couple more right yeah so I, i'll quickly uh
1: I, we can talk about this forever but just to keep it True. short um what do marths not do well uh, versus Pikachu, and what should they improve on just in general
0: obviously that's a question that you could spend another two hours talking about this one's from anaconda um, uh oh, man
1: just keep it macro or like
2: That's a tough question, because uh, it's not one thing. It's a whole jumble of like Mars doing a lot of things wrong, a lot. Uh, all I can really say is uh, watch Zane or Ty. <laughs> and uh, in general, it's um, are we cornering ourselves? Are we not
1: edge guarding properly? Is it tech chasing? What uh,
2: a lot of a lot of pieces of that. I, I think the biggest thing is uh, is. Um, Swinging at the wrong times, because I will. Uh, I I like to attack when Marth does a certain uh, move or movement, and Marth players generally just don't deal with it. If you watch Zayn or Ty, uh, in times where most other Marths would uh, swing or try to swap me away, they just like evade. I think they need to be. They need to know when to back off and evade more, and just try to take center stage instead of trying to swing and keep me out. So uh that that's complicated. It's hard for me to give uh, a simple answer there.
0: That seems like a good answer.
2: <laughs>
0: and then here, this might be a simple answer as well. Our last question for patrons is from Yamham. Um who's your favorite Pokemon?
2: Ooh. For me growing up, it was Scyther. That Scyther's sick. Oh Scyther's uh, sick. <laughs> Yeah, uh I like Luxray a lot. He's cool. Uh, but like it might actually be Pikachu now. I like Pikachu.
0: <laughs> that is a great answer. Uh, for fans of Melee stats, you might know that I had a journey where I decided that I don't have a favorite Pokemon, and I decided to will myself into one, and I picked... Uh, uh, I picked Poliwhirl as my one. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? I will say, I... um Some regret, but you just kind of got to stick with your decisions. Uh, <laughs> but I actually it kind of connects to something that we're going to be talking about right now. This is our last segment. This is what I, uh, wait, wait,
1: can I, can I get something really quick? Oh, please, 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 please. be really fit. And I promise, I mean this sincerely from the bottom of my heart acts, uh, you've, uh, you've basically like anyone you've, you've played in melee for a while, you you've taken a step from them or being them, but I do genuinely want to know your, your answer to this. Um, you know, one person that that you never ended up beating, like when you know earlier in your career, was Armada. Armada was like one of the Armada and H. Watcher were both difficult, but like Armada, I know you never beat. Mm. Uh, I think your career record, I just looked up right now, ended up being twelve and zero for him. And I genuinely want to ask you. <laughs> I genuinely want to ask you. Do you think you could you would have eventually done it with with Pikachu? And how many? And like, what what do you think was missing that that you might have now?
0: Just know that this is um, not actually an approved question. You don't have to answer. No, this. I, I need to. He's I, going off screen. I need to know this now. i And ser- serious.
2: Um, if we play enough times, yeah, I think I'll eventually get one. Like at least one. I I think I would eventually take one, but I don't think I could ever have like, like the you, advantage if you feel or
1: something. Close near the end, like were you figuring it out, like sort of?
2: No the <laughs> the only times when i would do well person because i've had some close sets with him like i've gone game yeah, five plenty of times group. like down to the wire stuff like that's happened on a handful of occasions but when that happens i'm like really in the zone and I, and I think for me to take a set from him it needs to be something like i'm super in the zone and just like really on point and he's uh he's, like, a bit off his game or something. Then, because that will happen eventually, I think I could get a set win off of him like that, but um, I uh, I, I just have really high thoughts of Armada. Um, you know, his ability... He reminds me a lot of Jmook, actually, with, like, his ability to adapt, uh, but also with the clutchness of Hungrybox. He's, like, both combined. And um
1: That's a terrifying description. (laughs) It's like it's all coming back to me now.
2: (laughs) And and it wasn't Peach that was the problem, it was him. It was it was Armada as a player. Like I felt like I was just weak to him. Uh, and yeah, I do think I could get a set win eventually, but like man, dude, I I uh oh dude, I I just have really high uh views of that guy as a player it's hard not to yeah
0: <laughs> um, but i, I well, might be able Edmund, to scrape one set know. <laughs> i gotta say you've been on thin ice this entire time you you're possibly speaking to your uh to your successor uh and and yet you in a question that you was not approved this is not in the, in the show notes this was out of nowhere <laughs> So I hope you like your answer because that might be the last answer you hear from this. <laughs> 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 but of course, that's not our last thing in the segment. We are we are our last. We're we're really running down to it. I swear, Axe, we're almost done. Um, right. Our our one of our our famous segments, officially unnamed, uh, but of course the fans they love to call it "Touch and Grass," affectionately called "Touch and Grass." Um, this is kind of the segment where we talk so much about melee where. It's gives us a time to talk about something that's been going on in our lives outside of Melee. So it could be something recent or it could be something that you've been doing recently. Um, <laughs> it could be recent or something that you've been doing recently. Uh, but I, I will give you some time to think about it. I will go first. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies recently. It's been the You know, we had a two-week break, so I've had a lot of time to watch movies. I've had a lot of movies that I've been watching. Uh, but I would probably pick inception as something that I want to highlight. Never seen the movie before. My friend was like, why have you not seen this? You got to watch it. It is pretty good. It's a, it's a pretty like fun movie. The fact that this was a blockbuster, it's like, yeah, this is just kind of like what you want your blockbuster should be. I don't think this was particularly like deep on a level that I could like keep watching again and be like finding new things and and something like that. But it was, it was a good watch. It, It kept me entertained. It was very consistent within its own framework um yeah just like that is what you want from a 160 sixty dollar movie uh considering that like i don't even know if we make 160 sixty dollar movies if they're one-offs anymore so that was a really great movie but with the weeks that i've had with the past few weeks that i had it would be i'd be doing a disservice to choose that so instead i will choose um hanging out with uh my loved ones i guess i i went on a family vacation recently very fun but also I got to spend time in uh in Boston and beautiful Worcester with uh with some of the players that we had. Obviously we flew out Sharp and Abe and uh, we also had Rich, Rich from Norway who came to shine as well. Um they came a day early so I got to hang out with them and we we went we got food, we got lobster rolls, they went insane. They talked about um high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> it was very fun to get to show them stuff. Edwin was t- uh, tagged along when we went to to Target. And they, uh, they all like flocked to the Gatorade section, like it was this like magical thing. It was so funny. I, I loved hanging out with them, and I'm so excited that I get to hang out with Sharpanovit again at um, Riptide. So that'll be super fun to see. So yeah, I, I guess like tangentially melee related because they some of those are melee players. But the past few weeks, I've had a really great time with my family on vacation and with uh, with the melee players that we've been hanging out with and flying out to stuff. So super fun. Uh, I think that that would probably have to be the things that I would like to say. And, and one last thing, um, uh, shout outs to Rich, the Nor- the Norwegian, obviously, shout outs to Rich. It, super fun this weekend. Uh, he also... <laughs> he also described a mullet as business in the front and pleasure in the back so i will i will keep that in my mind forever then what a wonderful way uh to describe such a thing uh edwin if you want to uh keep your your place on the show i would say keep your ranting about fantasy football down to five minutes <laughs> <laughs> I, like- i'd love it if it were like two but but i'm gonna like <laughs> you know i gotta be realistic here <laughs> But yeah it's not a bad
1: way. guess for what i'm gonna bring up but I'll, I'll make this quick so today i binge watched the entire uh so we we've talked about the boys before on the show the amazon prime show so i watched diabolical which was like a series of like eight self-contained episodes and i want to say like yeah, i'll make this quick okay 90% of the series is very juvenile, like very base, like fun to watch, kind of silly, very stylistically violent, over the top. But like, like I watched most of the episodes, and I was like, okay, if I was like 16, I would like this. But like, there's like this is so crude, like just very, very silly, over the top violence, like kind of potty humor sort of stuff. And then episode seven of the 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 diabolical series, the tone suddenly shifts. It's this like very well crafted episode about grief and the the extents we go to avoid to be in denial of grief and to try to save people we love when we're we're at the end of our lives or whatever. And it's very difficult for like even works of art or like uh, stories that I really like to get me emotional. And I gotta say, I have not like I've seen everything at, everywhere at once. I've seen a lot of like movies, a lot of TV shows. I was straight up bawling at the end of episode seven in this anthology and like the rest of the anthology or the series or whatever i just thought was kind of like really silly or like fun to watch but pretty shallow and then out of nowhere just in these eight episodes one of these episodes and i say bawling i mean like <laughs> like actually like crying straight up which is not not something i that typically happens to me when i watch movies or TVs. It just it caught me completely off guard. So if you if you like that kind of stuff, if you like self-contained stories, I wouldn't recommend the diabolical series, but I'd recommend episode seven specifically for a very compelling self-contained
0: story. Is this connected to the boys? I actually don't know the
1: uh it, it's like in the same universe. So there's still there, there's like, you know, Vought is still there as a company and like compound B is still a thing, but the but it's a self it's like the, the characters are different.
0: Cool. Axe, obviously, uh, you know, just came from a tournament, just came from another tournament. Uh, I know it's it's hard to find stuff other than Melee sometimes, but has there been anything going on even in the past few months or anything, anything that you want to highlight that's not Melee related?
2: So just, just something that I enjoy doing that's not something, Melee related to that?
0: Yeah, I, there's, there's so few times that I think Melee, like, people actually get a chance to talk about something other than melee because we love it so much we, we jump to talk about it mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's a great opportunity to just say anything else that's going on with you
2: yeah it's crazy but my my life right now is like so melee focused <laughs> i've been like so hardcore on that but yeah outside it's, it's, of me I mean, it's paid off <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I i like to watch anime i'm kind of a weeb can't help it i like it i recently watched the uh dragon ball super movie in theaters that was oh, dope yeah. Absolutely loved it. Um, I like to go bowling here and there, so that's always fun. I'm no good, but uh yeah, I do I do bowling here and there, which is cool for Riptide also because Riptide, that venue has bowling. So you better do that. They actually have um at this particular one that we're going to, they have mini bowling. And that oh. yeah, that is uh, it's kind of like bowling, but you're use, you use use five pound balls, so they're like lighter. And the pins are a bit smaller, but it's kind of like bowling. Super cool. So, I, I I love doing that. It's like a little side hobby that I have, and it's good for like just some physical yeah. activity.
0: Do you have a a personal best? What's your PB?
2: It's not very good. Well, actually, uh, only once have I broken two hundred. Okay. Right. Uh, but like in general, yeah, I'm, I'm like I don't know one forty or something average. Uh, which is. I'm just a casual, but it's fun, you know. I I like to do it, um, and yeah, honestly, besides just watching anime, and I've been playing uh Pokemon Legends R C S as well. That's been fun. Uh, the rest has just been melee, dude. <laughs> so that's
0: what it's been. I mean, hey, that that's yeah. good for everyone else because it's it's been really, all the all the work's been uh, it's being paid off it, it we, it's everyone sees it it's it's very easy to show that um <laughs> but yeah that, that's sick i you know i think i think i only broke 200 once as well i do not consider myself a good bowler or someone who's done it a lot in my life uh but the most recent time i did it i hit 200 and i felt super proud except for the fact that um it was like uh my cousin's baby shower and like all the men went to go bowl during it uh and i didn't realize that my my cousin's husband uh my cousin-in-law i guess i don't think anyone says that word (laughs) but but he uh loves to bowl and all of his family loves to bowl and all of his friends love to bowl so everyone there had uh like their own balls and their own gloves and they were just like if they tried they were getting like you know nearly 300 they were getting so many like i guess like uh yeah, you know, I don't know what you would call it, There's so many strikes in a row. Um, and then when they weren't trying, they were still doing incredibly well by going like, "Hey, I'm gonna throw it in between my legs or like behind the back," and <laughs> it was insane. I, I it was horrible.
2: <laughs> God. But,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll go to Riptide. I'll train on this mini bowling, and then it'll kind of be like hyperbolic time chamber in a sense. And then it, I'll it's come fun. To the big one.
2: Yeah, and the one time that I did break two hundred. I actually went bowling with Wobbles, the legendary Ice Climbers player.
1: Wow. And
2: uh, it turns out that he is actually insanely good at bowling. I say insanely good, meaning he gets over 200 pretty often. And um, it was the one time where we're just like kind of competitive, where it's just like, dude, no one can beat me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to beat you. And then I actually did beat him because that was my only time getting over 200. (laughs) It was just that one time. Yeah. It turns out Wobbles is good at like everything. It's insane. Yeah, who correct, would think someone
1: very competitive like Wobbles would be <laughs> would <laughs> have that translate into other
0: areas? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of people that were good at everything, you have been an incredible guest here. We're we're actually no more secret uh, segments. We are we are on our way out finally. If um if I mean I'm sure I'm sure if you're watching, waiting for game presented by melee stats that you are probably already following axe but if you're not where can people find you online
2: so uh you can follow my twitter at tempo axe and i also like to stream on twitch most days at twitch.tv slash easy underscore axe
0: perfect oh
2: yeah you can also follow my youtube at easy axe thing i really want like a centralized yeah It's, it's kind of all over the place right now but you know, uh, the, the easiest way is type in ax in the web browser.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> You'll oh, find you me know there. what? I I lied. I did say it was the last segment. We have not. I'm going to revive a question. Hey, Edwin, I'm joining you in these unapproved questions. I'm going to revive a question that we have not asked in months. But but we did ask like a lot. We used to ask this a lot. Ax, what's your favorite pizza topping?
2: Mm. Uh, it's it's a little unique just one topping or
0: i yeah so take this question however i've heard multiple people answer in different ways but what is your favorite pizza topping however that question goes into your mind
2: hey yeah that sounds like just one topping which for me is bacon i oh. love bacon yeah I'm, I'm definitely like the meat lovers kind of person but out of all of them bacon hits the hardest to me
0: I think an underrated topping. I think that's a good one. We've had people say pineapple and they will say they I who said this? They said pineapple and they were like, I would not have it by itself. If I had one topping, I would not choose pineapple. But if I had two, pineapple would always be on there. It was a great it was a it was a very creative answer. But bacon, yeah. I think, yeah, we we've not heard that one before. Uh honestly, Edwin, maybe we revive this question. It's a good question. We've been uh we've been losing out on some great answers um uh, but perfect so people can you ask that pizza. go there follow everything uh Another when, one
1: is just cheese on its own No topic. yeah
0: we we have been pretty vanilla on our uh on our takes here i think i just enjoy a cheese pizza more than anything else i'm super open to toppings i love getting a topping it's super it's like fun when you order a topping mm-hmm. but honestly if i have to think about the pizzas i enjoy the most i think just a plain cheese would be it maybe uh maybe some basil or something
2: it's, but, it's the extra cheese man it hits hard i, I love that <laughs>
0: it, you feel like you're being sold like a like a lie when they go do, do you want extra cheese for only 75 cents more like it feels like you're getting uh ripped off but it's it's honestly it is good mm-hmm. um but yeah so so we people can follow you uh wherever uh at, at check out axe.pizza and if you want to follow us who it's been a couple weeks since i've had to do this but if you want to follow us you can do so at um what, should, what do I start off with? I'll get into it once I start off. I think I say, oh, if you want to catch us live, you can do so on twitch.tv slash Melee Stats. If you want to check out these episodes after they air, they go on YouTube at the Melee Stats Archive, along with other uh, extras and bonuses, where you can find a hand recording of Axe's, no, of Abe's set with Ginger, uh, with Axe's <laughs> rival, Ginger. Uh, and while you're on YouTube, you can check out our main channel, Melee Stats, where we have uh, longer uh, video essays you can check those out there twitter.com slash melee stats pod that is where you're going to find daily results reporting and links to articles that we put on melee such as monday morning marth and Wednesday melee and if you love everything we do patreon.com slash melee stats and are you ready for a new one a new plug that we have first first time we're going to plug this if you want to buy our merch our merch is out it's Probably honestly easier to go to our Twitter and click on the link, uh, in, in the pin tweet. But if you want to type it in, it's melee statscom dot com. No, <laughs> melee-stats dot dot com. I think should take you there. Uh, fourth wall, f o u r t h w a l l. Um, you can find that there. We've been working to get some merch out for a while, and and I honestly hope that um we continue to put stuff out because we're already working on more merch in addition to what we have out there. Um, so I hope to, yeah, I hope to get to see more merch on people. Honestly, one of the best things of shine was um, doing the booth and uh, seeing people who I do not know wear our stuff, I, it was great to see patrons and friends buy art clothing, but walking around shine and going, I don't know this guy he's wearing a melee stats hat or he's wearing a melee stats shirt one of the best feelings and honestly edwin we gotta mention it I we're running on a late show but this is like one of the best feelings i've gotten in melee was that we had our patron shop open before our live before the shop went live to the public at the mexican restaurant across the street from shine great restaurant there was a waiter who kept seeing people walk in with this certain corduroy, this Navy blue corduroy hat. And was kept asking what was going on with it. and it was trying to get one. And they're like, Oh yeah, they're selling them in the DCU across the street. And he tried to get one so much that he even like was willing to pay someone to go in and grab one and bring it back. um, Only to find out that they were sold out suffering from success, as we've said. Uh, so he, He went online and found us and he uh, subscribed to our Patreon to get the Patreon early link and bought himself a hat. Nessa Justin said, I don't play video games that often. I really don't know what any of this is about, but I had to have this hat. You guys do great work. It was, yeah, that's such an amazing feeling. I love to see that. um, And I hope that we can continue to put merch out that makes people feel that way.
1: Yeah. In a, in a year from now, we're literally just going to be a fashion podcast and uh, talking about merch. And, uh, hey wait.
0: maybe uh and and because you know i've said this before i think this is the last time i'm gonna say this on the podcast for a bit but i feel like it, it has to be said because our merch is live now um pokey will wear the hat that is my it is my dying like I, it's gonna happen i yeah I honestly like i i you not you guys don't know what gears are moving behind this might happen in a month who knows pokemon's gonna wear it we don't yeah uh, it sounds crazy but but we're working hard <laughs> um axe wonderful guest thank you so much i know we've kept you a little longer than we said but honestly this was an episode where i feel like we had a lot to talk about and you did such a great job i i love the insight that you had on shine on on character choices on rankings even if we even if it seems like you're in the principal's office for some of it um i i love to get to hear all of your thoughts on this and i appreciate you so much as a first-time guest and and who knows uh you know that if you get uh if you're on the show five times we are supposed to give you a jacket so you, you have your first hole punched i'd love to see a second one at some point in the near future
2: all right i'm on my way to get a jacket i'm down (laughs) well thanks a lot for having me i appreciate it of
0: course of course well thank you so much and uh thank you for watching everyone so we are a bi-weekly podcast i believe we're going to be taking the next week off but don't fret you've got something that you can watch instead for no four side fights four side fights uh is a sister podcast of sorts that's going to be running next week. So you can go check that out while we are on a little bit of a week break. And then we'll be back. We'll be back to talk about what's what happened at Riptide. What's going to happen at LTC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It should be fun. Um, But yeah, thank you everyone for watching and uh, we will see you guys soon. Peace. See you guys.